All right, welcome to the Hard Yarns podcast with this week's guest, Corey White. Before we kick off, massive, massive, massive thank you for the support, the mm. Patreons. Yeah, the Patreons. We got a few VIP hard as fucks and we got a few let's get hard. So yeah. first thing we're going to do is shout out the support that we're getting. We fucking love it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so Mel O'Brien, uh, who's been messaging us a bit as well. She's uh, a $20 one as well, yeah. hard as fuck. Uh, James McPhail. Uh, he's on board for the Let's Get Hard. Lauren Hardington, Hardingham, she's Loz. She's yep, um, that's Loz. Of, that's who we're talking about yep, last week. Yep, she's uh, great. She's and we've got a gender. <coughs> we're sorry we never do this, but we have to fix the pronoun. Do we? Jamie Phillips ja- is ja- a girl. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Phillips is a girl. So <laughs> we a, called not a fella. Her, her a him last week. Yeah, Matthew Job uh, is on board. Thank you so much, Thanks, Matt Job. Sammy Jarvis. Uh, is on board as well. Um, Fuck yeah, we're like Iron Man. We got our own Jarvis. Trent, um, no can, last name, just Trent. Yeah, Trent. Trent, 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 fucking Trent from Punchy. Trent Castle, maybe. So shout out Trent, Sunday singles. Ron, uh, Ron Evans, uh, yeah. he's on board. Uh, Storm, Storm, yep, yeah. she's uh, on board as well. Yeah, cool. Thank so, you, Tay Moore from. Um, Elixir. Uh, Elixir Cafe. Good, right. Tay. Love it. Good, man. Oh, There's a shout out to the business as yeah, well. Yeah, you're a fucking absolute legend. And uh, Josh, it's Mung. What's yeah, oh, is, is that- uh, Oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Your cousin? Yeah, yeah cool. Josh. And he's on board as well. Fuck yeah, shout out, Joshy. Um, they're all getting some- Did cool. you get no donation from Rush? <laughs> <laughs> so thank so, you so much to our Patreons. Um, um, we got Corey. What do we do this episode? It's a mm, fucking good one, guys. So mate, fucking we talk good. about everything. My debut on the public broadcast, the discussing rape jokes on International Women's Day, <laughs> war in Ukraine, media bias, my fantastic man bun. <laughs> Shane uh, Warne. My Shane annoying Warne voice and obviously the great man. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, we do try explain what's going on in Russia and yeah. Ukraine in layman's terms. You'll hear me just going, I don't get it. So no, <laughs> what is it? Do that one again. And you'll so. hear me pretend to know what's going on and then Corey just elaborate so, and make yeah. it very clear. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, hopefully all of our um, supreme leaders in China <laughs> like this episode. And let's get hard. Let's get Welcome hard. to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Jelby and Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Goodbye. Where's this little tease, yeah. Jack? Little tease. Where's that? Near yours? Little cock tease. I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's good good coffee, Jack. It's a fresh. Do you think they want to sponsor us mm. or Red White and Co? Um, no one at mm. the moment. Yeah, we'll hit up some sponsors. Corey, do you want to sponsor us? Mate, I've got no money to sponsor you with. I'm actually looking for a sponsor myself. I'm hoping it's like a uh, elderly, wealthy woman who has no one to bequeath her assets to and needs a toy boy for the twilight of her years. What's, what's Rose Portier been up to lately? Uh, no comment. I'd imagine probably just uh, enjoying the finer things of life. Some excessive hedonism and some martinis. I know she likes her dogs. Yeah, hit her up. Fuck, man. Denmark just called me. I, 
Literally, a yeah. number from Denmark. Yeah, don't do that. That's um, is that Danish? Yeah, well, I lived in Denmark for a while. Did you? Yeah. That's um, what do you call it? Uh, Daniel. No, they're hackers. Oh. I just thought it was because we were watching answer. Russian TV and <laughs> just don't answer. All of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so you're not cancelled. You're on. Mate, how was it? Cancel International culture. Women's Day. And I uh, <laughs> oh, go on the public broadcaster talking about rape oh, jokes. Oh, no. Like fucking, just when we thought irony was dead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they did that by purpose? Oh, no, I think it was just coincidence and wow. timing. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny. Um, How'd you find, like, firstly, watching Rudy having to do stand-up in front of 12 people? Oh, I'm watching it live, it was so painful, like, and, That's you know, like, he was doing it to six people and he, he was bombing. Yeah. A, <laughs> I felt bad a, for him. In a tiny little but room. But they managed watch. to make it look really good in the yeah, edit. Yeah, yeah, So, um, but, yeah, no, Rudy came across really well. I thought he had mm. some, some great gags and some good insights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was funny because I, when I got confirmed, I didn't say anything to anyone. I kept it a secret and it leaked mm. from SBS. And then a few weeks later, the producer called me after I'd been confirmed. He's like, look, someone's um, emailed in. I don't know who you've upset over there. <laughs> oh, fuck. You've uh, been charged with criminal offences arising out of something from the Recobite. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Mm. Um, <laughs> because what happened is Marcus Canning, uh, my mate from the Recobite, applied for a misconduct restraining order mm. because of my social media trolling. Mm. And it was thrown out of court because he was just, you know, taking the piss and you know, it was what called frivolous, mm. um, vexatious proceedings just designed to annoy and waste the court's time. Uh, and I had a court order saying, you know, it was, he'd withdrawn the application and I showed him that and, uh, yeah, I was allowed on. So this is for SBS Insight for people yeah. wondering mm. what we're talking about. So people trying to cancel you from a program <laughs> about cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the thing, like fundamentalism, fundamentalism makes you immune to irony. Mate. And uh, this is the thing about some of the Wahoki Wokies. They are fundamentalist, they're dogmatic and they are unable to see the hilarious irony of their own behaviour. Yeah. Oh, it, like I shared a video to Delby and think what you want of Trump. But the other day he did, you know, he's got one of his rallies and he's, he's gone through the, all the woke culture, all the fucking stupidity and then just said it, it's all a lot of bullshit. And it's fucking, it was just so incredible the way he'd phrased that one little moment. It's all just a lot of bullshit. That's well, what it is, it is. It's just a culture war design. And, you know, it's divide and conquer. It's fractured what's a formerly unified political bloc, which we used to call working class. Mm. Um, and it's fragmented, atomized, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. Um, and it's got people squabbling over the things that don't matter. As one of Ronald Reagan's advisors famously said, it's better to have the public discussing a moral problem than an actual problem. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just where I see, you know, this uh, cult confected culture war. People are sick of it. Mm. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, the uh, argument about you can't joke about anything is over and yeah. I won it. I mm -hmm. can't believe SBS printed that Liberal Party joke but didn't broadcast it <laughs> yeah. on the air. Yeah. Um, was it cancelled or censored? Well, I don't <laughs> or know. Or just editorial, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, it's, they can chew, pick and choose. Well, I think that's... Because uh, I can't include everything. To speculate, but I think it's interesting in the context of leading up to a federal election mm. um, how topical that joke was mm. and the fact that it's gone to print but not broadcast. I mean... Do you want to re-say it on here so people know or do you want to... So what it? happened is the... Um, they played the portion of that infamous set at the record bite where I made the rape comment to the female heckler. 
Um, and she said, do you understand how people might be offended by this? And I was like, yeah. Um, but if there's a prohibition on rape jokes, how are we supposed to make fun of the Liberal Party? Mm, yeah. And it killed in the studio. And this was the day Grace Tame and yeah. Higgins were at the National Press Club. So it was topical. And I think, you know, yeah. in the context of we can't joke about anything, they all laughed at it. So I win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in an argument and we're disagreeing about something or in a discussion, and if I make you laugh, you've tapped. Yeah. Right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. out. I won. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad it's done. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Mush was saying he was so pissed off. Like, he was fucking furious. He had what he reckons was one of his best sets ever. Mm. And he's got this fucking funny joke about something that happened with him and his missile that he didn't say on the Yeah, body. yeah, yeah. So, um, but at the end, this lady was like losing it laughing, but going, you can't say that. You can't say that. Whilst laughing. Whilst laughing. She goes, that's not funny. And she's <laughs> pissing herself. And he's like, you're fucking laughing. She's like, it's not funny. And he's like, it is funny. It's just not appropriate. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So he was fucking, he was fuming. Yeah. She was dead serious, but she's laughing. That's crazy. The gong that show is, is a great uh, that's example crazy. of that where, you know, like people will be holding up the play and laughing. And laughing. Yeah. And it's like, but hey, look, I've won. Like, look at the, this, you yeah. don't like it, but you're laughing. Yeah. Admit yeah. that I've won. It's like that um, cannot compute, like, yeah. and their brain's going, oh, this is funny, but it's wrong. Isn't that funny? You see people say a joke about a certain topic and the gong will Thing will go up straight away. I not because it's not funny. Conditioning. On stage, people will say, oh, you know, like, oh, I'll White male, right? Yeah. And this is what's so funny about the war in Ukraine and Zelensky. He's a uh, former stand-up comedian. Yeah. And he's adored <laughs> by the world over now. Uh, but he's a, he's a white male stand-up comedian. I yeah. thought they were on – what happens if a female open micer comes forward with some altered oh, text no. messages? Oh, like, fuck. Is the CIA and Century going to sack him? Yeah. Do you know, is he going to be ostracised from the uh, from the comedy industry worldwide? Will he get redemption <laughs> yeah. on SBS Inside yeah. a year His after? His biggest enemy is not Russia, it's – other open mic comments. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just sending um, sleeper agents around, just taking out everybody he's shared a green room with. So did I just did I? Is this? I maybe I should Google this and fact check it. But I someone sent me a video of Zelensky as a cross dressing uh, boy band in a boy band group. I think that's Dancing. a smear campaign. Yeah, look, I've seen that shared around. But this is the thing, right? We live in the era of deep fakes. Yeah, yeah. and you don't 100%. know what's. True, like it's just about impossible for the average citizen to verify the truth of some of these videos. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> when did the Obama and the Tom Cruise ones come out? They were years ago. That's so yeah. good. Imagine how much they're advanced now if you take into account Moore's law. Yeah, um, you know, and the other stuff about the the conflict footage coming out of Ukraine. Some of that's from years ago. Yeah. So you're not able to verify if it's re- yeah. current or if it's from the past and the way it's construed, it's... Or oh, even Miss Universe for Ukraine. Or what, what is Miss Ukraine was going to fight for... Have you seen this? No. She, so all over the news as Miss Ukraine is going to fight for Ukraine. She's going to protect her front, you know, the front line. Don't assume her gender. It's <laughs> disgusting. And they took a photo of it. It was the it was like the poster of for, for the media for the last fucking couple of days. And now it's shown that it was not real. She was holding an air gun and it was just for media. So she's not fighting. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. There's so much of this stuff is staged. Do you remember at, when the Syrian war was happening? Oh, yeah. And there was that photo of the little boy. Chemical and his attack? Father, yeah. And, 
It was all dusted up and mm-hmm. made to look like he'd just been in an explosion. Yeah. It was all staged. Yeah. And this is the thing about, you know, the the Stop Coney era of foreign policy reporting, right? Like mm. it's reduced – complex issues like Ukraine and Russia are reduced to this really simple – Binary choice. Russia bad, Ukraine good. Mm. Putin evil, Zelensky good. And the reality is far more complex than that. And you get these blue tick bimbos who know nothing about everything giving these hot takes and it's just like, stop coning. It's like, you're not even understanding the problem. (laughs) How can you begin to help solve it? Yeah. 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 Well, you see it even on our own doorstep with the floods. Did you see Scott Morrison's been sharing photos that are clearly staged and doctored for him to show that they're – uh, I think showing support for the flood victims and mm. they're staged photos. Yeah. Well, the- so is um, I heard uh, Epstein's Island. They just deep fake people <laughs> dancing around uh, a fire and a god. Uh, that was a deep fake. I heard. Yeah, I heard Prince, and Andrew, Prince Andrew was a deep fake. That's deep fake. <laughs> Yeah. Oh fuck! Have you seen the breakdown of his interview? When Bro, he was- <laughs> on Russell Howard. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, you sent it to me. Yeah. Fuck, Have it you makes seen my it? Triple M interview looked fantastic, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> right. He's like, well, well, that that couldn't be me because I couldn't sweat. At I, the don't time. Sweat. I don't sweat. I don't sweat. I've got an like, immunity like, against sweating. You're literally sweating right now, <laughs> answering this question. He's like, I had PTSD that stopped me from sweating. It's like, bro. I'm, I'm not a, I don't show public affection. Uh, well, uh, how about yeah. these 100 photos of you hugging people in public? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I would never put my arm around her. It's it's up to, up for debate if that was my hand. Yeah, there's no one else standing there. <laughs> what about you standing? <laughs> so amusing about that, right? Like, you're part of the global power elite. You've got access to the best lawyers, the best media <laughs> advisors. Yeah. How do you fuck it up <laughs> so bad? Yeah. It would have been better to say, I'm taking the fifth. It was like, yeah. like when Kevin Spacey got me too, right? And then he's just like, yeah, look, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's up there with that yeah. sort of terrible oh, yeah. handling of it. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. It was like, yeah, she goes, uh, why were you still friends with him, with Epstein? He's like, well... He had it was conv- behavior that was unbecoming. She's like, unbecoming? He's a sex offender. <laughs> he had a magnificent wine cellar, which or- also doubled as a dungeon, but that's beside the point. Or the uh, why did you stay with him yeah. after you knew he was a sex offender? It was, it was quite convenient at the time. Yeah. <laughs> convenient <laughs> to stay. He's got a fucking lot of money. Yeah. Oh, you know how it is. You run into Jeffrey down at the IGA when you're doing your shopping and, you know, you just chew the fat in the cold section. Oh, Check out the young goodness. meat. I mean, delicatessen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, yeah, yeah. semi-matured cheese. Is it Jeffrey? Thank you. No. <laughs> well, you, you brought up the war, and it is a hot topic yeah. at the moment. And I think if anyone's going to make comment on this, I think it should be three straight white males, correct, who, that are not anywhere involved in the uh, conflict. Yeah. But I do. I did um, my. Research. I'm a do your own research. Oh, really? Sort of one of those. So I tried to approach this from a neutral perspective because I'm on the same wavelength as what you were just speaking about there. Like, I'm not on this side of Putin bad, Zelensky good. I mean, there has to be a little more depth to I'm what's going on. I'm hyper aware that whatever we're showing on our media has a narrative to make us feel a certain way. And this is it. We've we've sort of uh, we've become uh, ingrained with the idea. We can sort of. Uh, we can see the same framework that's been pumped through us for the last 20 years mm. through Iraq, Afghanistan, mm. through fucking COVID. It's the same framework. It's, you know, create a, pr- a problem, 
uh, create a reaction and then create a solution, the problem reaction solution. And you can see it. It's, it, it's, it's there all the time. So this is why I, I try to look at it with a critical sort of way of thinking. So what I did was, and maybe we can, that's how we can go through this, is I've done a little chronological um, happenings, <laughs> I guess a chronological breakdown of what's happened since 2014. Fuck, we got about, what, eight years worth to go through? Well, it's sort of a bit of a skip. This is the longest podcast of all time. <laughs> no. So, in 2014, protesters started to uprise. Now, I, I'm unsure- Against what? Against uh, the current leader, who was, that was Viktor Yank, Yankovic. 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 So weird, uh, weird Viktor Yankovic. Viktor Yankovic was pretty pro-Russian. And in regards to his leaning, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he was a fucking a Soviet Union man or anything, but he was pro-Russian or on that sort of side. Um, there was protests. So as we know nowadays, you're not allowed to protest against the government, but uh, there you were and it caused an uprising. And Is this in Ukraine? In Ukraine. Yeah. And Viktor Yankovich fled to Russia. So he left. So I do... Can we? Why? Because they protested. It be, it became pretty heated. It yeah. became a coup, right? Basically. Um, so like what they did to Justin Trudeau, but with less force. I think more force. <laughs> if, no, I mean Justin Trudeau was less force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He fled, and just, the Americans weren't organising that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love Hugo Chavez's quote. He's like, you know, why the uh, United States has never had a coup in their country because they don't have a US embassy there. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is where, this is where I want to uh, break down. I want to break down first why the protests began. Yeah. And if we're going through history and we're looking at basically, you know, I just gave the examples of, of Iraq, Afghanistan, um, Syria, these sorts of uh, Lebanon, uh, Libya, they're all areas that have basically been prov- provoked or... Um, I don't know what the word is, but they've been incited by US. Well, remember Libya, it was a humanitarian intervention. Yeah, there's always... And uh, now there's, you know, open-air slave markets in Libya. It's a failed state. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it depends who you're speaking of. (laughs) Well, Libya was... (laughs) And again, I'm not going to put comment on Gaddafi, but it was run the way I guess it should be to a certain extent. It was run to a way to keep the country running well anyway. The highest education standards in Africa. It was, I think it was the highest living standards in Africa, wasn't it? So, and then they went in, they- Yeah, but wasn't it a dictatorship that was pretty fucked? Again, I haven't looked into this further. That's why I won't make too much comment on it. But again, that's what the media tells us. So I'm not 100% certain on that. But basically they're fucking chucking in incels and, and creating their own issues. And I think that's what's happening over in- uh, initially is what's happened in Ukraine. That's so, so what you're saying, America have incited a bit of protest. So they've put some Ukrainian sleeper agents in? Bas- basically. They, said, they funded opposition groups and they had an equivalent of like the January 6th event where there was a storming of the government yep. building in Kiev. They were effectively Nazis on the streets. They had batons, they yep. were violent thugs. Neo-Nazis is what the Russians yeah, and refer to by as. Americans. Those Allegedly. Putin claims that in yeah. the Putin interviews with Oliver Stone, but it is the classic American CIA playbook. Yeah. Um, and then when the new government came to power, which was pro-US, pro-NATO, mm. they banned the speaking of Russian. Yes. That's and so that's intense. what happened. So that's what the Eastern Republics of Donetsk and Luhansk, they were like, no. And, mm. you know, it's uh, – <clears throat> but it has its origins further than that in – 
2000 when Putin was given an assurance. He claims that NATO wouldn't expand yeah. eastward. Yeah. And NATO's expanded eastward. Yeah. Well, Latvia, NATO's Latvia and Poland? Latvia, Poland, uh, Croatia, I think. Isn't that the whole point of the treaty? Romania. North Atlantic Treaty Organisation not to go any it, further well, east? Were, it, it, Putin's argument is that the Cold War ended. Yeah. Why does NATO need to expand? Mm. Yeah. Who is the enemy? Yeah. You, where are you pointing these at? Because, yeah. you know, defence missiles can be converted to offensive it's capability missile. very quickly. Yeah. And to understand Putin's actions is not to condone them. Yeah. And that's what frustrates me enormously about this debate. And Correct. it's like the COVID debate before it. The grey area and the nuance is completely ignored and these issues are presented as black and white yeah. in these simplistic depictions which uh, belie the actual complexity and the truth of the matter. Yeah. Mm. And the truth of the matter is uh, Vladimir Putin's been forced into this war. Yeah, yeah. his hand has been His hand forced. has been yeah. forced. And the Americans have shown themselves to be a paper tiger. And, I mean, the sanctions thing makes me laugh because <laughs> when was the last time sanctions worked on anyone except WikiLeaks? And yeah, well, it, it's all it's done is it's created a backlash in the states. For example, they're no longer. I think that was announced yesterday or last night for us um, that they're no longer accepting oil from Russia. So that's just going to go to the Bowser. Uh, they're no longer accepting almost anything from there. So that means no like things, vodka, things like off, fertilizer, parties. Fertil- of shit. I think America's what, their huge biggest source of fertilizer, which is now just going to ref- you know uh, go over to food. Production is just going to increase in price, but it's gone from somewhere like $200 or $300 a ton to $800 a ton. Well, you got to figure out who's benefiting from this because they would have been able to surely plan this out knowing that that's going to happen. So but this is not an unknown. The Western response has been absolutely hysterical. Mm. They've thrown the kitchen sink of diplomacy mm. and a freezing of assets. I mean, yeah. And the PR campaign around the world is so coordinated. You saw what happened with Stan Grant on Q&A, mm. which broke my heart. But, you know, I'll forgive Stan because I love him. <laughs> but, and he I was under orders. What, what's that? What happened um, there? So someone asked the question about, you know, is Putin and Russia being given a fair go in the media? Uh, or was the question to that effect? And Stan Grant asked him to leave. Um, is he the host? Yeah, he was yeah. the host. And Stan Grant's uh, impeccable journalistic credentials are... Uh, Blind spot's always been, I guess, his love for CNN. He worked there for a long time. But you've got to remember, people like Stan have seen war up close and it's not something abstract for them. They've seen it in its real brutality and mm-hmm. uh, willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But anyway, we digress. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to understand Putin's actions is not to condone them. Yeah. And it annoys You should be able to have a chat about it and should- explain... Without 100%. a fucking bias. And the Western response has been so hysterical. I mean, I saw one university taking books off the shelves like Dostoevsky and Tolstoy That's and disgusting. Solzhenitsyn. That's Russian disgusting. vodka being pulled from the shelves. Yeah. And, you know, this preventing Russian oil and gas from the market, it's, um, to quote one of my favourite writers, the Europe is committing suicide for ideology and it wouldn't be the first time. Mm. And the increase in the petrol, well, who makes the better... Who comes out better than that? The Saudis. Saudi Arabia, yeah. yeah. These are people who cut journalists' heads off in their embassies abroad yeah. and where a loaf of bread is worth a hand if you steal it. Mm. They have public beheadings. I mean... I think also uh, Venezuela, who, who they're sanctioning <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, who, who's, what's the end game here? Like, surely 
if you're putting in all these sanctions, you know what the end result is. Well, Biden's thrown out the suggestion that he, if we are to help democracy, we're going to have to take a hit ourselves. Bullshit. That's what he said. <laughs> but, yeah, but he doesn't know what he's saying. State of the Union address. Oh my god! Is, that, we were watching it. It's, it's the biggest circle jerk you've ever fucking seen. You see Nancy what? Pelosi fucking. Oh. It was so funny though. He said. Vladimir Putin will never win the hearts and minds of the Iranian, Iranian people. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he said something like, oh, you know, uh, a responsible country doesn't invade its neighbours and then give the territories a new name. It's like, Joe, have you ever heard of a place called New Mexico? What <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting history. Yeah. Not that, but I mean, isn't he just the most beautiful beautiful visual metaphor for America, America and then the Pax Americana and the Empire. So. Here's this man in terminal decline who could die at any minute and <laughs> everyone knows it. Yeah. yeah. And Kamala's not the vice president. She's his carer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is, I think, what really has insight. And I'm probably skipping through a little bit, but I think she's probably the one that really fucked things up verbally for and forced Russia's hand. Because this tension's been building for... This war's been brewing for 20 years. For a fucking long time. And then two days prior to the invasion, she said, I applaud and I admire Zelensky's push to become part of NATO, which is going against everything they promised to yeah. uh, to Russia, to Putin. So, they said, we will not push for them to become NATO. Yeah. And by for you saying it's a good thing that you're trying to... The vice president of your country is pushing that we should. Uh, it's a it. good thing. Yeah. So I might dumb it down again because some people might not even know what NATO is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So NATO <laughs> is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong. Was that formed after the Cold War? It's formed after the Cold War. Yep. 1949. It was established to. Uh, it was essentially to counter the, the Warsaw Pact countries. Yeah. Uh, the world was in a what was called a bipolar. Power yep. setting. Yep. It was Americans versus Soviets. The, the end of the nineties, Soviet Union collapsed. But sorry, beginning of the nineties, Soviet Union collapsed, uh, and NATO basically didn't really have a need anymore to yep. exist, but it still does. And yeah, so NATO is now almost being used as a front for the US to do whatever they want. US in their once you sign up to <laughs> NATO, it effectively takes away your country's right to make their own decisions about foreign policy, specifically the military and how you engage and what assets you use. Yeah. And NATO has their own military force, no? Yeah, well, NATO is a collection of countries. Yeah. So they all have their own military force, but yeah. it's predominantly making money for American weapons companies who provide all the hardware to the NATO countries. Yeah. yeah. So that's what NATO is, and you could understand why Russia would be fucking fuming if Ukraine was to join NATO. It's on their border. On They've their already border. taken Poland. They've already taken Latvia. Yeah. Well, you've got to look at the strategic geography of Ukraine. Where Ukraine gets to a certain point where uh, east of Kiev, <coughs> the continental border opens up and the front becomes much larger yep. and it becomes much harder to defend because it's so large. Yep. So it's a strategic choke point on the march to Moscow, really. It's yep. a buffer state. Now, why would America want to take over Russia? Is that something they would want to do or they just want to control Russia or well, this minimise is, that? This is, oh, 
I'm gonna. I think okay. I'll get to that point, right. and we can talk about that because I think that's quite important. Yeah. And last part is you said paper tiger. I've heard that saying before. I can't remember what it means. What's a paper tiger again? Just means that it's uh, all bark and no bite. I right. mean, the Americans yeah. could bite, but it, it's insanity. It, yeah. It's they part know. Of World War Three, and there's nothing they can do. I thought it was so funny that oh. when the war first happened, Poland's like, "Yeah, we'll send let the Ukrainians use fighter jets from our airspace." The Slovakian said the same thing. Then within a week, they both backed down, <laughs> you know? So, and, you know, Scott Morrison's like, we'll send supplies, we stand up. We'll send bullies. 70 million. But it's like, oh, hang on. Remember when Tony Abbott said he'd shirt front Putin? <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck off, mate. Yeah, he did We're going to send them supplies. <laughs> what are we going to send them? Half the country's underwater. Maybe we could send them water. <laughs> the, fucking, the airspace is closed. The ports are blocked. What are you going to fucking do? We yeah. don't have food on our own shelves in WA. Yeah, no right? shit, no shit, <laughs> Are going to get the Australian embassy in Moldova yeah. to bring out the catapult and throw some shit over the border? You That's know? Like, there you go. so ironic. Because a road is cracked. We've got oh, yeah. empty shelves of supermarkets because of a cough and we want to send $70 million to another country with supplies that we can't even fucking bring to WA. And oh, it's stupid. You know, wow. it's, um, yeah. That's such a fucking funny... That's so funny. The dark age of democracy is simultaneously the golden age of satire. Yeah, very much. It's hilarious. Fuck, man. I just remembered Tony Abbott did say he's got a shirt (laughs) from Putin. Putin would fuck Tony Abbott up, man. Well, that's the Putin, thing. Isn't he he's ex- a black belt. Not anymore. They took that away as one of his sanctions. Did you see that? Oh, the job. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> they took away this, he, his taekwondo black belt. They yeah. removed it. And what? they're not releasing any new movies oh, yeah. in Russia. Scott Morris is like, we stand up to bullies. Like, mate, Vladimir Putin would flog you with the fucking hose you won't hold. <laughs> He'll get the and then hang you with it and beat you to a fucking pulp. He will put the ukulele over your fucking head <laughs> and play oh, his own man. sweet chin music. He, Remember for Kanala, Spent with him with this. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the Russian like secret service thing? I don't uh, know. Too secret. Yeah, yeah. FSB. Yeah. So that he was he part of that? Yeah. Well, in the KGB, but he KGB. was also the director of the FSB prior to okay. ascending to his role as. So he's got a bit of fucking know how on how to defend well, himself. Russian defeat you. All modern states they're run by their security agencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and you know they're accountable to no one. Our parliament doesn't even have the oversight of our own. Intelligence agencies. Mm. So imagine what Russian, like, you know. Yeah. So once um, uh, Ukraine became independent, and then fucking USA basically incited a well, okay, that's allegedly allegedly incited a, a riot and a protest and a, a, an insurrection. Where did they find proof of uh, that though? Are they just saying, oh, it must have been America? Uh, it's just like there? the playbook. So again, that's uh, put my hand up. That's not necessarily correct. There's no. Proof it was a color revolution, it, the it was, orange revolution. There's yeah. a playbook they do, and I remember talking about this at uni. But so go on, Branchy. Um, so yeah, he uh, basically they did what happened once they had installed their own government, basically, allied government that was along with, uh, aligned with the same interests. Uh, they started basically abusing and and anyone who was ethnic Russians in Crimea were just getting fucked up. Mm. So, to pro- yeah, yeah, so to protect them, that's when Russia went into Crimea, Putin went into Crimea and took Crimea and basically uh, demanded they demand that their territory held a referendum. Now, the referendum's not acknowledged by EU or uh, internationally it's not recognised. Much because like WA's referendum just to so, save from the yeah, rest of us. Yeah, well, so they, they gave them two options. They gave them uh, stay with, uh, go, go with Russia yeah. or go with Ukraine's constitution as of, I think, 1992. 
And the reason they don't accept it is because they didn't let them have an option of a third option of go to Ukraine's constitution as it currently was, which is not what you, Russia obviously wanted. Anyway, it was an overwhelming 96% to stay with Russia. So it was black or white. They gave it black or grey. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and that's why it's not acknowledged. Mm. But it does seem that the overwhelming majority of of Crimea. those numbers are legitimate. Correct, right? correct. Right? So this, I mean, but it, and, the, and I tried to look into why they were not accepted if it was just like illegitimate numbers and they didn't suggest the numbers were illegitimate, they just suggested that they didn't provide the third option which made it for them illegitimate. But anyway, 96%. So you kind of like the American uh, race for president. It feels like- No third option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Crimea thing was such, I mean, in any time- any general would call that a, a cheap victory, you know? Yeah. And that's the home of the Black Sea Fleet, the way the Russians access warm water ports, it's strategic geography. So what, Crimea is a, a river and an area of the Ukraine? It's uh, Sevastopol, yeah, the Black Sea, that's where it is. And the, Russia wanted that as a strategic point? Well, that's where the Black Sea Fleet is yeah. stationed at Sevastopol. Okay. And Crimea now, is that... Russia have taken that back, or do you yeah. get onto that? Yeah, so no, no, they've, they've yeah. declared that Russian territory. Yeah, so now for, for somebody to take over and then say you can't speak Russian, you can't speak this language in our country, that's fucking disgusting. That's, demo- that's not democracy. No. That's, can you imagine like the Chinese take over and they go, can't speak English anymore? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so and this is the kind of like so, what America does to Zelensky's, everywhere they visit. Zelensky's he's painted as fucking godlike figure who's like a, a funny well, stand up comedian. comedian. So like, uh, but he, and we should touch on this. They say he's, it's a democracy. And Tulsi Gabbard is one of the only people I've seen publicly talking about this. And who's that? Tulsi Gabbard is, uh, she's Democrat actually. Um, in America. She, in America. But Sounds she's probably like a Ukrainian. She's actually, Tulsi Gabbard. Well, as soon as she ran for president, she was pushed as this Russian disinformation agent wow. because she was going against Biden for the Democrat yeah. um, spot. I guess she doesn't really align with the Democrat. Well, she's considered right wing, according exactly. to some. Exactly, even though she's a Democrat. But anyway, so she was talking about this as well, amongst some other people, but she's one of the notable people who were pointing it out that. Zelensky, he jailed, imprisoned the the opposition leader who was a bit more pro-Russian and less aligned to the NATO EU way of things. He imprisoned him and shut down three uh, television stations that criticised his policy and were also open to Russian uh, policy and the idea of still staying aligned to Russia. Sounds like a real life version of Monopoly. Sounds like a real Go life version of a dictator. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean he was being evil and killing people, but it doesn't sound like there was free speech or allowed in that country. Yeah. So for the people to paint him as this and I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to say that they weren't literally just spreading false information and he was doing good, but yeah, it's shutting down free speech well, and your opposition. Thing, I mean, yeah. they're at war though, and one of the theatres of war is information and propaganda. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is the thing and the phenomenon about the Trump era is the left have embraced the tactics they despised in their opposition. Mm. And when you're at war, I mean, I think it's inevitable to an extent what Zelensky has done, but he's by no means ideologically pure, as you say, that he has right, yeah. been painted. Um, 
good men are capable of evil things and the evil men are capable of good things. You know, this line of good and evil runs down the centre of all of us. And, yeah, the way he's being portrayed is uh, divorced from reality and context, I think. Yeah. And his uh, relationship with that shady oligarch, who I can't remember his name, like his benefactor, I need one of them. It'd be like me saddling up to Twiggy. Yeah. Yeah. I find it strange that Russia have uh, Medvedev. Is there... Prime Minister? Dmitry Medvedev. I thought he was a tennis player. And then Vladimir Putin as, like, I I don't don't understand. Russia is... uh, So there's term limits. Okay. And when Vladimir's last term was up, uh, he had a deal with uh, Medvedev where he would take the reins for a little while, then Putin would come back. So when did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I didn't write uh, it. About really 2008, you. I think, Medvedev took over for a little, maybe 2009. I'd be so fucking scared if I was him. Like, <laughs> you know, I hope Putin is cool and doesn't just kill me. Yeah. Well, this is you what know? I find so funny. Like, people like in the media, especially some of the commentators I've read saying, oh, well, you know, Putin's killed journalists. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is Julian Assange yeah. right now? Yeah. <laughs> You're in no position to have a morality contest with Vladimir Putin. And what does that say about you? Oh, yeah. Um, Edward Snowden's in Russia. Allegedly, Hillary Clinton's fucking kill list. <laughs> like the, the people who... Who's the uh, guy who got yeah. shot in the back? Uh, yeah, the Every Bor- political Bor- moment yeah. of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Who? Uh, What's yeah. his name? Boris Nemtsov, I think. No, there was a young kid who actually worked on his um, worked on her campaign. Oh, who, the DNC guy. Yeah, yeah DNC, the staffer. Yeah. The staff. He did. Uh, so, for those the listeners that don't know what happened there, um, fuck, I'll Google his name in a moment. He uh, he worked uh, on the DNC on the Clinton campaign and then leaked the emails to I think it was to Assange or to WikiLeaks. Does yeah. DNC stand for Democrat National, National Committee? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then when they found out that it was him and. They allege still that it was Russian hacking that Jesus. got the got the the, the files of the Such emails. Such an easy out, isn't it? But it w- it's known that it was him who leaked the files. He ended up dead in the street by a um, quote unquote mugging, shot in the back with his wallet and phone still left with him. Uh, you know how I know it was him <laughs> because he was shot in the back <laughs> by a quote unquote mugging with his wallet and phone still left. Do on you know him. what was so hysterical about that though, with the DNC emails that came out? was not the way – it was the way that they portrayed it as a Russian hack, not the actual content of the emails. It's like, hey, here's the Democratic Party effectively sidelining Bernie at the expense of Hillary and engaging yeah. in some serious skullduggery, which is hardly democratic. Yeah. So they, for people that don't know what we're talking about, from I'm always going to go back to layman's terms. Seth Rich. Um, Sorry, that's so his name. Our, um, who was it that you just mentioned that they, they put Hillary in front of instead of – was Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. So he would have been their – the people's uh, the preferred – Yeah. The nominee, yep. But it didn't sit with the party's best interests yeah. or – the. The donors to the, the donors' best interest. They needed Hillary, but so they got rid of Bernie by leaking. Well, there was a whole lot of um, tactics they used, which I won't go into because I can't recall them all off the top of my head yep. eloquently enough. But long story short, they fucked him over yeah. to ensure that's Hillary. From, got that's from the my money. understanding as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. And then last and thing, and I that's had, not technically illegal. They said no, but that the was their answer. Was on, well, oh it's my not God, against it's the rules. The Russians. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. When Assange was uh, so, well, our source wasn't the Russians. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was not any state actor. Yeah. Um, so you know, and Putin makes the point in the Putin interviews. It's like 
the thing about hackers, that could have come from any dude in his bedroom with a laptop. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think but it's really why interesting. Do, yeah. Why was everyone outraged? <laughs> why was everyone outraged that it possibly could have been Russia that hacked them and not what was in the emails? I never yeah. understand that. Why not? Why get outraged at the people who hacked yeah. it and not, and what not was, what the content yeah, was yeah, within yeah. the emails? Yeah. Like you've got content now showing that the Democratic Party just fucked over another one of the um, yeah. nominees. Which is because democracy. They wanted, <laughs> like, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They wanted to put in their own person that was going to fucking align with their, their narrative, the which Hillary is a Democratic. And the yeah. Democratic establishment blamed fucking everyone but themselves. Yes. Yeah. For the loss, you know, they call or the Bernie bros or <sighs> the Russians. And Bernie would have beaten Trump, I think. I think yeah. as well. Because they were both anti-establishment candidates. Yep. And I think, because it, it was a close race. Yep. And I think. I agree. Let, let's assume the Bernie bros phenomenon, you know, tipped Trump into power. Mm. And it's one of those counterfactuals. But, you know, the DNC and the Democrats have got no one but themselves to blame. Yeah. And the way the resurgent right is coming back. The right is funnier than the left now. Sorry. I never thought I would see this in my life, that the conservatives would become the champions of comedy. Yeah. So for the layman's again, left and right, can we do a quick explanation? My stepbrother asked me this. He's like, when you talk about left and right, what are you talking about? Okay. So I said, we'll get Corey and Branchy to explain it. Okay. So, so left, woke. <laughs> No, well, my, That's, it's all changing. I'll, now, I'll be very it? broad. Left and right bit. first came about was the you know the division in the French Assembly after the Revolution. Left and right, uh, in a traditional sense, left is associated with socialism and labor trade unions, yep. and it's about access to the collective good. Yep. Um, and you know, it's so towards eco- communism, economic fairness, economic justice. Yeah. What it's become now is more an emphasis on social justice rather than economic justice. Right. And I'm an old school lefty where we see power through the lens of socioeconomics, not identity. Yeah. Right wing ideology is uh, libertarian philosophy, you know, the freedom of the individual, free markets. Uh, capitalism? Yeah, capitalism yeah. is more like that. Um, but also, you know, lack of interference from the government in your life. Yeah. Um, and, and the idea that the state should never become tyrannical. Yeah. So that's an, an I mean, that's a fairly down. okay theory. But there's a, But they're know, both like, there's a central. Yeah. There's Surely a, there's one a middle, way or the other. There's a middle ground. But and this is what we're talking about, like the black and white before. Like, yeah. it can't be, <laughs> yeah. I'm left, I'm right. I, I think that paradigm's breaking down, though, because I mean, I yeah. hold beliefs from both sets of mm. ideologies. And 100. there's no left and right wing when the plane's been hijacked, right? Yeah. I mean, what we're on is uh, a plane that we're no longer in control of. Yeah. Yeah. And how it lands is up to us. Yeah. And this is where... Maybe we have to hijack it. So this is what... Um, <laughs> the roles are reversed. We get to the point now where we, we ask the question, if it has got to that point where we feel like America has manipulated this situation to create a proxy war, not only in Ukraine and Russia, but like with Russia, why? Yeah. Why do you think... Because I've got a few, like well, they've I, got to have some kind of economic benefit from it. Well, so Russia, power can, Russia power aren't power part grab. of the 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 US backed dollar, that or as in the. Well, that's the thing, right? It forces everyone to buy oil and gas from the sheikhs mm-hmm. and buy it in US dollars, mm-hmm. which suits the US for the time being. The problem is the sanctions and removing Russia from the SWIFT and freezing assets across the globe. It's going to accelerate the transition away from the US dollar. And the Bretton Woods system that served us since the end of the <coughs> Second World War. Yeah, and how the ironic. La- the last, and this is the thing: like the Americans are accelerating that, and yeah. the, some of the bankers were against that decision. 
and lobbied hard against it. And you've got to remember, there's a lot of bankers around the world who make a fuck ton yes. out of Russian money. And I bet they're very, very busy thinking about creative ways to help them mm. hide assets. Yeah. Um, well, this and that, and that what you just said ties into my overall yeah. conspiracy well, at the end. The new world currency. Uh, well, sort of like, but we'll, but we'll talk about is that. I mean, we can just go, I guess, in circles and make sense of it. So um, it's accelerating the weakening of the US dollar or people looking for alternative. So does that boost cryptocurrency and any of that stuff come into play? It is boosting, but they're, it, they're looking at I mean, Trudeau uh, with the Emergencies Act has just looked into um, a social credit. Was that, was that, yeah, was yeah, that yeah. proved? Was that sorry, approved? The Emergencies Act. So we're basically he invoked they're it. So it wasn't that funny though. He was like, you know, calling them a fringe minority of <laughs> racist and science deniers. And then two weeks later, he invoked the Emergencies Act. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah, if it was a fringe minority, it wouldn't be an emergency. I tell you what, I don't think anyone's done more damage to the progressive brand of politics than Justin Trudeau, mm. Jacinda Ardern, and Mark McGowan. Yeah. Throwing Dan Andrews, and what all of those jurisdictions have in common is that they're utterly compromised by the Chinese. Mm. Mm. It's very uh, uh, in, uh, enjoyable to listen to Majid Nawaz's assessment of that about those parts of the West where he talks about elite capture and the way they've engaged in policy measures which the Chinese would approve of mm. because yeah. the Chinese had first right the lockdowns, yeah, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably... And the scary thing is eventually pushing towards them controlling what you can and can't spend your money on. Yes. That's well, and the, the social credit scariest. system, social right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, in 2020, I did a show uh, called Just China Maker and right. making fun about the social credit system in China. And this is the great thing about Ukraine, right? Like, everyone's forgotten about the Uyghurs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Wiggers? Wiggers. We got all in this together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, look, and this is what Putin emphasised in the Putin interview. He was very um, careful with his language, but he po- made the point about in the West being beholden to the short-term thinking mm. and serving your own short-term political self-interest rather than thinking long-term and strategic about the real and actual threats. And what Putin was alluding to was China. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the Russians want to have an alliance with the Chinese. No. But I think they've been forced into it. And what Putin was saying, I think, is that, hey – we used to be allies, First and Second World War. We yep. could be allies again, but we've got to realise who the real threat is. Mm. And the Chinese are an ideological power. Mm. They want to subvert uh, your ideological systems and yep. have them you know, predisposed to your population. There was a great article in the Foreign Affairs Journal uh, shitting on Paul Keating's speech to the National Press Club where he's criticising our China policy. Was that 1996, had, Paul Keating? Yeah, well, <laughs> 90, no, but it was this re, a recent 94? speech. Yeah. And some one of the commentators said, what is it with 90s leaders addicted to regurgitating talking points fed to them by Chinese intelligence? In the <laughs> and I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Russians, they just want to make money. Yeah. Get along, right? And I'm a big believer in... Just let other countries do what they want to do in their borders, right? You've got to be pragmatic. Yeah. And we can have a good relationship with the Russians. And the same with the Iranians. The fact that, you know, countries around the world are allied with the likes of fucking Saudi Arabia of all places. I mean, one of the most backwards medieval fucking... women couldn't drive until (sighs) eight years ago. Yeah. So I I was looking into 
So yeah, so Russia's um, GDP, uh, sorry, their their debt, yeah. for example, it's only thirteen percent of their GDP. <laughs> compare that to compare America, America yeah. is, I think it's a hundred. It could be it's over. 100. It's over a hundred. So prior to COVID, it was a hundred. Yeah. So it's over a hundred now. It's a hundred over a hundred percent of their GDP, which is ridiculous. They're, yeah. they're within that fiat based currency system. They're just they're, well, that they've crossed the, the Rubicon ratio. I mean, once states going, you know, even the French before the revolution. When your debt to GDP ratio crosses a certain point, they call it the Rubicon ratio. Okay. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> so what I mean, the last time the world's reserve currency changed, it went from the pound sterling to the US dollar, right? Mm-hmm. When was that? Second, after the Second World War. Yeah. But that was the British handing over to the Americans, right? It was the father bequeathing the yeah. world as the estate to his son. Yeah. And we are at the end of that era. We're living through a major historical change. And traditionally, change of power has not been peaceful. Uh, and we're in the Thucydides trap, right, with the rising power and the declining power and where they meet. 12 out of 16 times in history, that's led to war. But What were the other four, do you know? <laughs> well, the, you, well, the um, Americans ascending to world power yeah. status after the Second World War, taking over from the British, essentially. Even though it took a while to war, a well, war get that, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the other one. There's a good book about it uh, yeah. called The Thucydides Trap by an American guy, Graham someone, I can't remember. Graham Kennedy, maybe. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We're at the crossroads of history and strap in because it's only going to get more interesting from here. And Fuck. there's so many flashpoints. It's like and the worst reality TV show of all time. So well, <laughs> then America is in terminal decline. If you're China, you've got time. You just sit back and watch yeah. the death spasms of American empire. This is what Cameron Cohen has mentioned a few times, that they work on dynasties. Yeah. They work over a hundred year plan. Who did you say? Come McLaren. Come McLaren. Cam McLaren. Cam McLaren. Yeah, yeah, they outplan us, absolutely. I mean, yeah. with this is, and Winston Churchill's famous quote, the disease of democracy is you can't impose short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah. The Chinese uh, play us with play. And we're going to have to get used to a future where the Chinese are the dominant power, especially in our part of the world. I feel like that's already happening. And eh? we're going to become yeah. like Lee Kuan Yew warned Paul Keating the poor white trash of Asia and all the people who sold us out to the Chinese like Andrew Forrest and Andrew Robb and got rich as fuck will get away with it and we'll just sit back and go and watch the footy. So will footy still be around? (laughs) I don't know, mate, but I hope maybe one day Australia might become like the barley for middle-class Chinese tourists. White women just walking the streets at night. Oh, Mr. Saying, Lee, Mr. Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah. You want doggy style? And then we can do doggy style. Oh, fuck. I can give you good price. Morning price, mate. <laughs> fuck. I fucking love you long time. I love you for fucking ages, Mr. Lee. Oh, uh, so, okay. Um, let's go back to what we were just talking about, like why. Yeah. And, and GDP and stands for gross. Debt, domestic debt, product. Prof- Product or profit? Product. Domestic product? Profit. Profit? Product. 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 Yeah. So the total amount of money your country makes. But in a year. As opposed to how much money your country uh, is in debt. That's yes. what you're saying, yeah? Yeah. So Russia, again, is only 13% of their GDP in debt, whereas yeah. America is, I think it's-, it's, it's Trillion. It, it must trillions. be upwards of 30, 30 trillion. Now. Well, that's what the 
reserve currency status allows you though. It's like a credit card. You yeah. can spend more than you need. Or than you so Russia's credit card's fucking pretty good at the moment. So eventually Russia. it's going to come to a point where America's that far in debt that they're just going to implode. Well, this right? is what he was saying. They're, yeah. they're there already. Well, but yeah. this is the great question of our age. But What's going been, to happen with that? Because we are- Because they've been artificially- Prolonging this point, right? We're kicking the can down the yeah. road with monetary policy, and this, you know, has its origins in two thousand and eight, right? With yeah. the GFC and the, big the bailing out of the banks, <laughs> and what we've been through. Well, the, the state calls qualitative easing mm. is a euphemism for money printing. Yeah, I'm just increasing the money supply, and the true <laughs> rate of inflation is much higher than is actually so depicted. Six percent at the moment, or something? if it's not taking into account other things like fuel, cost of living, cost yeah. of housing. And the, if it was calculated at the rate it was in the 1970s, it'd be much higher. So I think we are going to be on the precipice of a hyperinflationary cycle, and that's going to dominate the new cycle for 2022, in my view. Hyperinflation and war. Maybe not hyperinflation, but certainly inflation. And Is, you're seeing it everywhere. In a, and petrol's $2.28 a litre today. Mm. And that has cost push inflation attached to it because all our supply chains are so dependent on hydrocarbons. Yep. As the price of fuel goes up, well, that's an input cost that goes up. So does everything that relies All on the farmers, that. the transport, everything else. Oh, the farmers are loving life. Bro. The <laughs> yeah. farmers have made so much money the last two seasons. Bumper crops, great prices. Floods. And if the Ukrainian wheat market is gone, hey, who fills the void this day? Mm. Hey, have a look at us. <laughs> Fucking flying. <laughs> wheat? I guess. Not here, here. No wheat. Ukraine? No wheat. <laughs> but I'll give you ten years to produce some fucking wheat. I guess I put a nuke in your ass. We're um, I think we've reached that point. The end of uh, end of fra- days. End of fractional reserve banking is is just sort of is done, and we're. It, it, I, I don't know. People immeasurably smarter than me are going to come up with a fucking better monetary system. Social report. credit, but it, and and this is where I'm going with it. Is mm. this the, is this the end goal? Because this all ends up always benefiting China. And there's all there's we we know and even the um, old mate said on Rogan uh, that he's and we've seen proof of evidence of CCP putting people in places of power and and, and CCP infiltrating is Chinese Chinese Communist yeah, Party infiltrating. Uh, let's people talk about Gladys Liu in the Liberal Party. Remember yeah. how quickly that's been uh, smothered Swat, over? Yes, yeah, under the carpet. Oh well, it turns out she's uh, got links to the Chinese. Uh, my shady figure called uh, Hung Zhaomol, and they were donating to everyone. Yeah, the yeah, Chinese compromised so the Labor. It's and not the even just party. Chinese people; it's people that have been given a ton of money. Yeah, they're, well, right. they're part of the Chinese intelligence service. Yeah, yeah. and because if you look it's Chinese, like putting, it's pretty hard to be us. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's like putting people of the CIA. Yeah. In, in positions of power around the world. But it's it the could be same. just like, just and now this is going to sound like racist as fuck, but it's it could be a white person 100%, acting yes. for China. Yes. Yeah, because I'm so going to say, if you're ex- Chinese in some way, you, you sort of stand out in an Australian parliament. Yeah, well, you look at you know? someone like Joe Biden, who I feel is like compromised. By a dementia. Yeah, well, there's yeah. that. Well, let's look at uh, McGowan. the free trade agreement that was signed um, when Andrew Robb was the trade minister. When was that? Uh, 2014. I remember I that making news. What right? was the big so, deal with that? Well, Andrew Robb was a consultant for a Chinese firm while he was foreign minister. Wow. And nego- uh, sorry, trade minister, and negotiated the Australian free trade agreement with China. That's and since he's left parliament, 
He's taken nice, cosy jobs with Chinese firms as a consultant mm. and they're on enormous money and they've sold out Australia and he had a, an enormous conflict of interest. Yeah, and that sounds pretty This big. is what annoys me so much about this country. It's conflicts of interest everywhere you look, from the arts to our foreign policy to our national security policy. Uh, the country is so corrupt and we look down on countries like Russia or yeah. Indonesia and go, oh, they're so corrupt because you can bribe a you know, police officer to you know, not give you a fine for not wearing a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. But here it's like, hey, we can get the intelligence agencies to spy on East Timor <laughs> to yeah. the benefit of Woodside and then the foreign minister gets a job at Woodside afterwards and it's like, hey, yeah. Thanks yeah. for doing business. But uh, who was the one that we didn't even let do their um, theatre? The Tibetan? Uh, the Taiwanese t- acrobats. Taiwanese acrobats. <laughs> that is insane, man. Bro, the most if, subversive of all the arts, right? Is, yeah. If that's not a, a direct correlation to McGowan and his alignment to China, who's that's the perfect example of it, isn't it? It's not even like, it's just that whole party, isn't it? Well, either, I, I yeah. guess, yeah. But it's yeah. testament to how well the Chinese have played their cards. I mean, for years they played this diplomatic face of flattery and it was all about ingratiating themselves and engagement. But what they did was they they figured us out. Yeah. They learned how to play us. They're great at maths. And Well, you know, the Chinese <laughs> actually is yeah. a shame with their education in science, technology and maths. Yeah. Um, in many ways they've got a more responsible social policy than us. See, what's interesting about the West... Well, they the can West, pay their kid more attention because there's only one. that's better parenting more investment (laughs) lots of people have said this but I mean what's interesting about China versus the West is China the government doesn't change but policy can Mm. in West the government can change but most policies don't yeah and uh, it's just symptomatic of what Scott Lothan talks about in his book State Capture our governments have been hijacked by the financial interests invested Mm. interests in every industry yeah, that's it's yeah. inverted. Totality. That's not even a hard like. That's not even a long bow to draw. It's no. so well. It's, it's so bleeding obvious. Yeah. that money talks and money. I'd has like power. to see the fact checkers assess that one. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and just pure side note: if me, Corey, or Branchy do end up dead, <laughs> yeah. you know, we didn't kill ourselves. Yeah, I did not right. kill myself. The only no- way you know it was legit is if I get taken by a shark. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the shark could be a sleeper agent, yeah, man. Yeah, someone's going to put some sort of seal oil secretly yeah. on my wetsuit when I'm down <laughs> yeah. south. You know? but do people if it's a great wool shark great instead white, of a great burly, white. You know? yeah. uh, do people, like, and I understand, they, so they use their greatest tool, the media, to, to as a weapon to paint the picture of, Every single time. They just change the phrasing. So um, if you're against COVID mandates, you're an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. If you're against if you're like if you're not totally against Russia, you're a you're Putin pro- sympathizer. Yeah. It's false dichotomies everywhere. It's using yeah. phrases to just label you something. Well, what does it Instead create? Of- Division, and that's what you want. Mm. Right? It- and you want to ostracize those that have three free thoughts. If you want complete power, you control people's thoughts, you control the power. And this is but what Bertrand Russell said of it, right? It's like fear stimulates the herd instinct in society mm. and it generates hostility t- towards those who aren't regarded as members of the herd. Yeah. Mm. That's a great but that's at, a great quote. Who's that? Bertrand Russell. At what English point? Philosopher. At what point do these people 
Stop, like he was probably a buffalo in his past life because <laughs> herd immunity works. When did James herd immunity, mate? <laughs> 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 he, he got ostracised hard, man. <laughs> James herd immunity is a perfect example. Right? I feel like I'm stop. David Zaharakis, yeah. <laughs> right? like, just waiting for the Asada ruling as far as the data comes out. And it's like, oh no, Corey, you can actually play. <laughs> you can play. You're not missing out on a year of your life. No. That's right. Fuck yeah. Um, I, when do people start seeing it though? When do people start seeing that this has Never happened way. over Never. and over Never. and over with the same result? They go into fucking Libya, they fucking take out the leaders, it, they topple the government, they install their own fucking it politically never, aligned, it never, bro, and install their own fucking banking system. Well, it's so funny how much of the footage and the stuff that people the likes of Alex Jones have said. And there was one guess. Uh, I think it was Stanley someone, he was a NATO general and basically was a whistleblower and said, look, the plan is to destabilise Libya, Syria, Lebanon, oh, yeah. Iran, Iraq, and it's, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, and he said this shit in 2011. Mm. Oh, in a, in a, hey, who in says a, that we don't think ahead? In a, in a, <laughs> the in the a US hearing. have got that. In a sorted. hearing. This wasn't even an interview. That was a hearing. But it's, isn't it so funny Publicly. the historical amnesia that yeah. even of our recent past that it's completely omitted from the narrative? And this is the thing about <clears> lies, <throat> right? There's two types of lies. There's lies of commission where you're positively telling a, an untruth yeah. or you're deliberately withholding something. Omission. That's a lie of omission. They're both lies. And what we have with the Russia, Western reporting on Russia is so divorced from reality mm. and omits all the pertinent historical context mm. that get... I guess present the accurate picture. It's ridiculous. Well, just the most, what, the one that everyone can like, uh, refer, what's the word? Relate. Uh, relate to at the moment is the change of the messaging from COVID. Oh, it's from, gone. From a year or two ago, it's completely, now the government are saying, literally today I took a photo of the news article that was like 0.6% of cases in hospital uh, are from COVID. And in the same article, it says, and then upon uh, deeper reflection, 50% of those cases- Or higher. Or higher have reported to hospital, then been tested and are with COVID. Yes. If we had a said so that a year a, ago- You're a conspiracy you're fucking, And the West Australian would have lambasted, lambasted you as a fucking anti-vaxxer and mm. all this shit. And now they're saying it. Mm. And they expect you to forget how- Fucked up they make you feel and ostracised that they made you feel I, this for is suggesting funny. this. This is so funny, right? So when I went to the first rally, I think it was about uh, October, November maybe last year, and I couldn't understand – it was after I'd been on here talking about, you know, ignoring the grey area and mm. yeah. radicalising people, right? Yeah. And I couldn't understand one. And then I figured it out. It was just like, well, I'm sure this outrage is being stoked. Loki's got a great line about this. Um, deliberately and – it's going to be harnessed leading up to a federal election. Mm. It's a way of smashing Labor because I think Kerry Stokes, the proprietor of the West, wants federally another Liberal government and the way the editorial line has shifted in the West, they've been running a protection racket for Mark McGowan for the last two years and they've turned on a dime and I texted Basil, I was like, I reckon this is what you guys are up to. Mm. And it's like, yeah, if you're listening, Basil... How right was I? Give me a call if you need to boost the ratings, mate. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's listening. He's not. <laughs> hey, number, number one yeah. ticket holder. Yeah. You'd be surprised. And, yeah. you know, West Perth boy, you know, yep. we've got yep. some connections there. Yeah, yep. I'll, uh, I'll flick him the message. Yeah. Well, what we'll do as well is uh, we'll 
at the end of the app, we'll, we'll um, jump on our Facebook because Corey's footage oh. of the protest has gone bananas and we've got so many boomers <laughs> having a biggest sook ever. Oh, um, and we'll, we'll do some live replies oh. and, and, some, and some burns. Oh, and, that's, that's a good and idea. Just, just troll some cunts and stir them up. I love that. Sure. But we'll use your intellect. And uh, my humour. <laughs> and, and, and my social media. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. That's all I have. We'll use my face and your looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so where are we up to in the timeline? Um, so we're up to the current day, but we're just sort of like we're looking at the media and they're, they're lat- so they're, they're, they refuse to report on Yemen. They refuse to report on- Yemen's s- ISIS controlled, right? As we learned from Alan Roberts. <laughs> Well, I guess that I, was the only oh, tourist yeah. that got <laughs> transported through Yemen. Yep, Yemen. Um, they refused to report on uh, Ethiopia and the fucking civil war that's going on there, and that's ridiculous. There's no interest. It, that's it, like, and no that's exactly interest. right. There's Where no the fuck. Does anyone give a shit about wars in Africa? Though yep, I yeah. mean, it's pretty much the continent that's defined by the fact no one cares what happens there. Yeah, yeah. there's so many wars except the Chinese. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Mexican cartels. Killing like hundreds of thousands of people. Allegedly, I have nothing. I have no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> a year, yeah. and that's that's a, that's on the border. Yeah. Of which now they don't care about borders. They care about borders in Ukraine. Yeah, that border's fucking sacred. But that fucking Mexico border. Oh, just come across. Do what you want. Fuck uh, the wall. If Trump was there. Yeah. Well, they've basically just been letting people in. No COVID tests. Yeah. No nothing. What I heard about a weird giving out on that. crack pipes. Where was that? Uh, oh yes. <laughs> what? Come over the border and here's a crack pipe. I, I thought it was satire. Yeah. And then to hear that the government is giving out subsidized crack pipes in the US. Who too? The Mexicans. That's speedy. No, no, that's speedy Gonzalez. I mean, uh, w- reality has long passed the point of absurdity. Why are they doing that? I don't know. I suppose they want healthier drug addicts. Uh, Fuck, hey, at least that's one step forward towards uh, legalisation. That's uh, one small eight ball from man. <laughs> one see giant the kilo of cities from like Portland. I mean, there's just, they look like tent cities. Yeah. They're shanty towns. Fuck, man. That's, I didn't even know that was happening. I heard, who was it that was letting in Mexicans in order to inflate the numbers so they would vote for. Uh, for their party I, I don't know where I heard this It was like an article saying It might have even been um, The bloke on Rogan Mizav Majid Nawaz was he, Did he mention anything about Letting in a, a ton of uh, Mexicans On the proviso That when it comes to voting time That they would vote for Was that on I that? don't recall But I wouldn't put it past The democratic strategic yeah. thinkers But I think that'll backfire And I think a lot of the data shows That uh, communities Or ethnic communities That traditionally align With democratic parties yeah. Have shifted You know And uh, I think It's a rejection of wokeism And this emphasis of Social justice Rather than acknowledging Economic yeah. justice Brought on by our leader Dave Chappelle <laughs> well, I mean, and it's not hyperbole to say that comedy is under attack. Oh, big time. And, you know, I used to think this was the uh, catch cry of right-wing man babies on Sky News. And remember when my Milo Yiannopoulos got cancelled and all the lefties, including yeah, myself, weirdo, said, you know, like people were like, yeah, it's one of theirs that gets, you know, cancelled. But that comes back on us now. Mm. And... Uh, as Jesus said, what you do to the least of my brethren, you can do to me. And I just think that, you know, it's um, the biggest cultural war we have to fight. And it really annoyed me that it was only me and Louis Spears who were really defending the art on that SBS program. 
Who is Louis Spears? Uh, he's a um, YouTube comic uh, yeah. from Melbourne. Real funny guy. Yeah. Does a lot of like trolling but, videos. And the other the comics media. were saying you should can, you should not say certain things. Well, look, none of the panellists um, really mounted a good argument or had a decent yeah. go or critique of what I said. I mean, um, it was funny. I got a message from another comedian who I won't name who said one of the other comics said, um, it just sounds like she blends it up above BuzzFeed articles and then regurgitated them out, you know? Like, so, yeah, look, art, the art form is under attack and it won't survive if our traditions and our principles don't survive with yeah. it. And I think if you're smart enough to make people laugh on something that you shouldn't say, then fucking who's, who are you to say don't say it? Like, I'm not smart enough to be outrageous with a good point. Does that make sense? Yeah, and like, you like, know. I, there's some shit that I would love to say. Like maybe if I wanted to fat shame Lizzo, right? She fucking is all body positive, which, yeah, is great. But yeah. then in the same article, she's like, oh, I sneak in snacks. And when I, I did this like two years ago and it's nothing yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to anything, but I was saying, oh, is she um, body positive or is she just fucking promoting make an excuse for fat? No, you, make, I uh, think you promoting, promoting an unhealthy, unhealthy lifestyle. lifestyle. And yeah. everyone's like, oh no, she eats healthy. She does all this. And the news article, which I, I took a photo of, she was upset at Eddie Murphy using the fat suits. It made her feel upset. And when I read it, she's like, yeah, because I hide snacks and I hide lollies in my drawer and it was too real for me. And I'm like, I want to fucking do some stand-up and, and rip on that, but I'm not smart enough. Mm. And, and this know, is to, why, and Rudy made, to be a, offensive. made a point last night on, on the SBS Insight that- He's he's pretty um, ruthless with what he talks. He talks about suicide. Talks about gay. He talks about race stuff. But he does it from a place of not because he's smart enough to to write jokes about things that he thinks um, so uh, it's passionate. His lived experience. Yeah, it's yeah. his lived experience, so he can do it. But if he if he was a white guy, he probably couldn't do that yeah. race joke. If he was because he doesn't feel like he's smart enough to yeah. write the joke. I think to you be, can do anything if yeah. you're smart enough. But if you if you're not, just just avoid it. Don't yeah. don't do the uh, don't do the joke. Yeah. But if it's lived experience, for, like for Rudy, which yeah. he's got those lived experiences, it's easy for him. It's the second nature for him to come up with that joke because it's just that's what his reality is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You should never be censored on stage. There's some comics you hear him saying, you're like, that's just fucking straight out misogyny or that's just straight out racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just uneducated and dumb. Yeah, yeah. But there's a difference but. between you know like saying these things for shock value yeah. and genuine jokes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when we're talking about subjects like rape and, you know, fair enough what I said at that record bite set in response to that. Yeah. It was, was probably not the best response. It was probably not the most <laughs> elegant or eloquent yeah. way I could have yeah, handled yeah. it. Yeah, but, you know, like I did five shows. I'd been very uh, patient with those girls. Uh, and, yeah, I got it wrong. But the jokes I've wrote subsequently about that subject yeah. vindicate my argument and – ends it as far as I'm concerned about you can't joke about anything. You yeah. can. No one's doing it. I'm certainly not doing it for shock value. Nah. You know, I think that's very base level. Um, and yeah, if you're going to so do dumb. it, you've got to do it with tact and it's yeah. got to be targeted well and, you know, ultimately the laughter will tell you straight away. Yeah. If well, something's what, funny, it's fucking funny. And that's what Akmal was talking about. Dice. Yeah. Um, like his Dice. shock value. Dice Clay? Yeah. yeah. His shock value in, in early days was fucking epic. Yeah, fucking huge, and that's what got him the, got him the laughs. Yeah, but that's once a character the, as well. But one, yeah, but once the shock value was gone, he was 
doing fucking uh, oh, I can't remember where he said he's seen him but like doing an, R, uh, doing an RSL club. an RSL, yeah. yeah. So like just it, the shock value was gone. He, yeah. he wasn't, wasn't smart enough to actually be a I good think Kramer, Kramer got it wrong. Well, look. <laughs> that wasn't even shock I've, value. That so was just pure hate. I've hey, never seen Michael Richards rant, but he's that. just yelling the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he just loses the plot. Just loses the plot? Yeah, that's he just lost the day. He got angry and just went racist. Look, I've only seen a snippet of it uh, with no context. And yeah. without context, it, it, looks, do, it looks horrendous yeah. Yeah. and terribly <laughs> racist. And, you know, even uh, in conversation with friends, I, you know, it's just not a word I use. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I think that word is so powerful. And I think oh, yeah. uh, that white people have no place. You know what I fucking it. hate, man? Seeing TikToks or Instagrams with white chicks and a song will have the word in and they straight out, like saying it, like, <laughs> yeah, get the it's cultural dick. appropriation. Like, what Delves. the fuck are you doing, girls? Yeah, yeah. But good tits, so I do click like. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see like you some of your favorite hip hop. I bet it's got like the best of Dr. Dre's misogyny. In there. <laughs> 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 bitches ain't shit, but holes and tricks. <laughs> fuck bitches. You might find you need a money. hole in your life, yeah. but you can't make a, a hole in a housewife. Man, all all the old school hip hop's amazing. Anyway, we so, digress. So we've gone to um, the end goal. Let's get to the end goal. What? Why? Because obviously <laughs> the the media has manipulated this for whatever reason, to be so Russia negative and not give at least reasoning behind, not show fucking Putin talking about why he's doing this. Yeah. The 15 to 20 years of and people listening, pushing like, the boundaries. Just because the media tells us Putin is bad, you yeah. can't just blindly believe this Putin is, is bad. I've always had this gut feeling like- But you can't blindly believe the other way as well. Yeah. It has to be- Everyone's uh, full of shit, right? The yeah. Russians, our media, Everyone. Zelensky- yeah. And you've got to somehow be able to sort the wheat from the chaff and, and yeah. connect the dots as best you can. Because like I said earlier, it's next to impossible for your average citizen to know what's actually happening 100%. on the ground. But what we do know about what's happening on the ground is that it's far different from the reality being portrayed in the Western oh, media. Yeah. If you're reading the Western media, you're led to believe that the Russians are being bogged down by incompetence, lack of fuel, yeah. they're sustaining far heavier casualties than they anticipated... But the reality is they've sent in all their Cold War era tanks that they can't sell on the export <laughs> yeah. market as cannon fodder just to probe and soften up the Ukrainian positions. Yeah. Uh, they're about to encircle the bulk of the Ukrainian force in the east at Donbass. Kiev's going to be surrounded mm. and they're not flattening the city. I was going to say, what the, point the, would it make? Why would you just completely flatten a city if you want to take it over? Well, because yeah, then you have to rebuild that's it. That's a very that's hard expensive. PR war to win. The Russians have already lost the, the media war or the perception war, mm. I guess, in the West. Um, but, you know, most the Russians are selling this war to their own people as not a Slav on Slav war. And most Russians consider Kiev a Russian speaking city, which it is. Yeah. I think what will happen is that. Zelensky will probably be assassinated if he refuses to negotiate because he's got nothing to negotiate with. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, NATO he's got some and, jokes. Well, <laughs> I'm available for a writer if he needs <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what are the West going to do? I mean, they can keep supplying these anti aircraft and anti tank missiles to mm. the infantry, but it's just prolonging the inevitable. Kiev could be cut off, they could just do siege warfare tactics. And I think they'll probably partition the country and split it up and everything east of Kiev and the Dnieper River will become Russian because west of the Dnieper River, 
that's where Romanian and Polish is spoken and that's not friendly country. And yeah. cities like Lviv, that used to be part of Poland. Yeah. So um, almost anywhere that's Russian speaking, the Russians will target to, to reclaim It's the And it's the classic Sudetenland manoeuvre that Hitler pulled in Czechoslovakia, you know, it's just going in to protect the yeah. minority who were being oppressed by, yeah. you know. So, well, Russia's informed Ukraine that they will immediately stop if Ukraine meets a list of conditions. Uh, the conditions were... Zelensky never does stand up again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, demanded that Ukraine cease military action. Um, alter its constitution to enshrine neutrality from Western defence pacts and NATO. What, what, what so does just, that mean? So to... to Non-alignment like the Swiss. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, they so can't neutral. take either side. Yep, correct. That's Which, pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and acknowledge Crimea as Russian territory. That's it. Yeah. Done. I don't think they're unreasonable demands. And I, I think acceding to those demands averts a further catastrophe around the world because this war is going global in the sense of mm -hmm. supply chain issues. We've mm -hmm. seen the price yep. of fuel. Um, I think cooler heads need to prevail here. And if Zelensky digs his heels in and says no, we're not agreeing to that because we want Crimea back. Uh, yeah, I, look, I think members of his own negotiating team will probably put him to one side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, is it the end goal? Is it centralisation, complete centralisation, do you think? By the US, by China, by Russia, by which force? By, by the why US. Why would Russia, China, and the US want a central? I don't. Bank? And this is where my and this is definitely just conspiracy theory. Mm. This is where my conspiracy comes in. So, for me, I feel, and you touched on it prior, that China's basically got influence everywhere, and has in it's infiltrated almost every country in the world to a certain extent. Everything's made in China, even the politics. And my yeah. theory is that. China has already infiltrated the US, NATO, mm. controls it all already, and their last, the last dice- uh, Is Russia. The last is Russia. That makes sense. So instead of China going for Russia, just infiltrate everywhere else to get Russia, and then China's already infiltrated. Yeah, so it looks like China's not doing anything. And so they control everything without you even knowing they already control it. You might end up dead after this party. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're China... That's a, that's a pretty reasonable theory. If you're China, you want the US and Russia to go to war with each other because mm. then your two biggest competitors destroy each other and you emerge as the dominant power after the war mm -hmm. yeah. or you enter the war late as the Americans did in mm. the First and the Second World War. No, I don't have to stress. Italy will just join whoever wins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, just a, that's just a theory. It's but not a bad theory. I think it's like, a theory that can get you killed, so let's edit that yeah, out. Like, <laughs> well, I think the only thing all those countries have in common is that they all want more control over their populations. They're not interested in democracy, even in our countries, right? Mm. And you see this from the legislation that's been passed through while everyone's been distracted by COVID, the digital identity and disruption. That's, yeah, that's insane. This is very frightening legislation that's yeah. gone through unscrutinised. Uh, and Under the guise of a, a emergency, emergency. Right? Always uh, a problem, a reaction and so, a solution. And I think that's what's been really interesting about the war in Ukraine. War has this bad habit of putting things into perspective. Mm. And, uh, you know... With the vaccination rates in a bomb shelter, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's really just um, the first casualty of war is the truce and the second has been the COVID narrative, I think. And the third, oh, the, 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 digital the narrative is gone. 
It's, well, it, it's just lost so much momentum and you see the way people just don't check in. Yeah. Um, I've been to bars and, you know, they don't even bother to see your passport. Yeah. What did um, so? What the the stats came out uh, yesterday or the day before? Ninety percent natural immunity protection against fully vaccinated is fifty six percent, and that's so and longer and longer. Well, look, this battle for me has always been one between natural immunity and herd morality, and you know, how often in history have a has a consensus amongst the scientific establishment or any establishment been wrong. Mm. And there was the minority of people who turned out to be right. And it's only with the passage of time that you find these people have indicated. And I hope the war in Ukraine doesn't overshadow too much the data that's leaking out and the new information about the lockdowns, the vaccines, Mm. the side effects. And we can never, ever forget how hostile the climate was last year Mm in regards to asking questions yeah. and having doubts about what was being fed to us through the media. And Shouted down. Vicious it was. The shaming, the intimidation and the climate of yeah. silencing people who had uh, opposing views or even questions. You know, questions that were entirely legitimate. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, future historians will study this as a really interesting phenomenon. You- and like Manjid Noir says, this was military grade psychological operations deployed on a popular... And this is not even conspiracy anymore. Yeah. No. This is not you know conspiracy. You know what's scary? It'll just repeat itself in a different context. Will it be will another it, emergency? That's, that's what what's happening be? right I now. I mean, is it yeah. going to be a currency emergency? Is is it going to be triggered by hyperinflation? Yeah. Is it going to be triggered by the Chinese taking Taiwan? Mm. I mean, there's so many potential flashpoints yep. that will could try- kick off. Well, they're doing it with cryptocurrency. That's something that they can't control. They can't predict. Mm. They have no... The, the, and when I say they, we always talk about they... The elite. Well, countries are regulating, beginning to regulate crypto and because they have to because you can't – I mean, under the constitution, no one else is allowed to mint what did, currency um, What did the, the French government. do? Yeah. The French didn't – what did they do with their crypto? They said it was a terrorist organisation or go, oh, no, go that fund was, me. That was Canada. Sorry, yeah, Canada. Yeah, Canada. So That's not crypto though. That was fundraising. That was GoFundMe. Go That's disgusting. So the gun, GoFundMe. They said it was terrorism. Yeah, so the, yeah you're funding terrorism. Yeah. Uh, when, it was stand, when it was protesting your ma- the mandates. The mandates. So protesting, funny, fucking disgusting. protesting the right for body autonomy. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing about imperial powers, right? At the end of their lifespan, as they're in decline, they treat their own subjects like they treated the people abroad. Mm. And year 2021 was the year of the boomerang. We pulled out of Afghanistan and the war on terror came home. (laughs) Mm. And they redeployed from Afghanistan to the streets of Western Sydney. And let's be honest, there probably wasn't a lot different between some of the ethnic makeup of Western Sydney and Afghanistan. A lot of refugees in that part of the world. And the footage of the paramilitary style police on the Is streets that when they in Melbourne. Weren't in being Sydney. vaccinated and yeah, they sent them in. The lockdown protests yeah. last year. Um, and the people who spoke out, you know, should get bravery awards. Um, because it was I and I felt that climate and to tell even do jokes about the vaccine. Mm. Um, yeah, you could feel it straight you could, away. You could feel the, the change room bristle yeah. and gongs up. But have you seen the change? Oh, and now it's no. a much freer climate to discuss and, and dissent well, and let me, ask questions. Let me give you an example of mm. something that I still find really like hard to swallow. Because the crowd in a comedy maybe, room is a good, it's maybe, a good like yeah. indicator of where the it's people's a focus group. Yeah. This, right. is, this is where your um, what was it? The morality, the herd morality. Yeah, and I maybe we're wrong. Maybe yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. maybe we are the minority. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 
because Mush's sets over the weekend when I was gigging with Mush at the mm-hmm. lounge, he's like, yeah, I got the vaccine, uh, got the got the third boot, um, boost, the boost or whatever. He's like, yeah, who's for the vaccine? Yep. And people cheer. He's like, is anyone against the vaccine? Yep. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The only one cheered was me. Dead silence. Every is that, show. Is that through fear? That's 100% a fear of being ostracised. Yeah. Because he goes, who's against the vaccine? Not a single person he's, he's in response. five shows. Fuck. Was like, yeah. Because I was re- like, woo. Because his response. Everyone turned around, looked at me. His response is, yeah, get him. Well, that's because no, no, no. if his you respo- haven't had the vaccine, you can't get in. Yeah, yeah. But everyone is in there has had the oh, vaccine, that's true. but it doesn't that's mean true. that they're for it. But I, I think. Oh well, and that's a good point because the, when we went to the rallies, a huge majority of people that were there were vaccinated. But you could feel and the jabbed and jaded. You as could you. feel people mm. literally. Uh, not afraid to be like, yeah, I'm against it. Mm. Marsh's punchline's great. Yeah. Which I won't rule But he can't do it because of- No, you can do it, yeah. It he all can works. do it with, even if no one says anything? Yeah, yeah, it works. His, okay. his thing about why he's against the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Theoretically, he's not really. Yeah, well, yeah, who yeah. knows? That's up to Mush to discuss. Yeah. But his punchline is great. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, just that feeling in the room is like, oh, fuck. You can feel that people want to- be like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they don't want to be ostracised by well, other this people. This is the thing about shame. It's such yeah. a powerful emotion on social mammals. Yeah. Uh, and correspond- oh, contrarily, humour is also a great way of the group expressing approval yes. amongst each other, right? And I've had uh, a few sets and I did that bit where, you know, I suck at everyone in to think, yeah, I'm on vaccine team. Yeah. Um, and then hit them with the joke yeah. and they go, oh, that's his actual position. But they all laugh. Yeah. Um, and it's this great relief and, you know, uh, I've had some really interesting – I'll never forget those sets and yeah. I feel like I've, it's a privilege to have them on yeah. film for – Yeah, seeing them at Lounge look, A. Looking yeah. back at, you know, how society changed. Remember how quick it went from <laughs> we're all in this together to fuck you, I won't do what you tell me yeah. and the silencing and the smearing and – Mark McGowan calling people who were protesting brain dead morons. Yeah. Did we learn nothing from watching the Trump phenomenon and Hillary Clinton calling them deplorable? Deplorables, yeah. And it turned people who were going to vote for you (coughs) against them and they went right out of spite. Um, And the same phenomenon is going to happen here. Mark McGowan's language is fucking abhorrent, man. Oh, ridiculous. The way he talks about people that don't agree with him. The virus finds the unvaccinated Delbs and here I am. (laughs) I can't fucking get it. No matter trying what I your best. Do. The yeah, he's, I'm trying to avoid as much as I can. Because that I, that as is a marriage celebrant. I fuck people's day. <laughs> well, this is he, he's a perfect example of watching the narrative change and seeing it in comedy rooms people bigging him up, going "Daddy McGowan." Yeah. And now, if you make a joke calling him a fucking prick, it kills. Yeah. Well, if, do you remember that gig deals we did last year? I think it was about August. Up it was Dragan's gig up in. Northern suburbs somewhere, and uh, another comic was going on and did all this like hell pro Mark McGowan stuff, and I was in a, one of my moods and <laughs> did all this like savage Mark McGowan yeah. material, and it was kind of bombing. But now you say that, like, <laughs> now that Mark McGowan okay, material yeah. kills. Yeah. yeah, it's it's ridiculous, eh? So yeah. you can see that narrative has changed every year. But yeah, oh, I, and <clears throat> going back to centralization, that's not centralization just in wealth. And money and and, and and power, it's media, it's it's complete control over everything. If you've got centralization in data, you can shut down someone's bank accounts. Yeah. You can well, that's what they're doing to Russians right now. 
yeah, you can stop them from watching TV. Set complete centralization and it will be sold to us as this. We need to come together. We're doing it for your protection. Mm. Protect the children online. I feel sorry for the drug dealers. How do you buy drugs? Well, and yeah. tradies, bro. Like, yeah. look, I mean, yeah. how many tradies do you know are doing cashies yeah. on the weekend? On record, none. <laughs> <laughs> how many do you know? <laughs> oh, mate. Fucking, and this is what I can't understand about the prospect of a cashless society. Yeah. Where are the opinion pieces from tradies outraged yeah, 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 about, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. let's protect our financial interests. Yeah. How dare the government encroach on our ability to avoid tax yeah. <laughs> and comics yeah well and that's again that's another reason why crypto is probably being regulated because when people start spending trading paying in cryptos there's no tax yeah. there's no regulation there's no you can't shut that down but what i find interesting about crypto is, is it takes monetary policy away from the government mm. um and governments aren't going to allow that no they're going to issue their own cryptos i think which and, they're already starting to do um, yeah yeah or they're toying, they're, they're toying with the, yeah, the but idea of it. I, but if it was centralised, you wouldn't know it was centralised. It would, it would, it would be a facade of hence this whole theory about yeah. China saying they're opposing yeah. certain, but they've already infiltrated and it makes a realistically lot of sense. are working. They're everything seems to be benefiting China at the moment. Everything, yeah. <laughs> everything, and they probably planned that sixty years ago. And the, no. that's that's my and it look just and a if theory. you're listening, China, I respect our overlords, you've done <laughs> and I appreciate the intelligence that it took to put in a plan like this. But what's there? They are all about that, like the the sitting back and being patient. Oh yeah, they're patient. Like an oath, bro. That's what the whole idea of even- Shaolin monks. Well, yeah, like even- uh, sit back and do fuck all, bro. It's Sun Tzu philosophy, right? Yeah. And winning without fighting. And, you know, the Chinese wrote the Manual on Warfare. Mm. And mm. The They've been doing it longer than us. Well, the historical anomaly of where we're at as the West that's been the dominant power in the world for the last 200 years. Prior to that, the Chinese were the most advanced civilization mm. on the globe. And- their absence from, I guess, prominence in power has been an anomaly and mm. they've suffered greatly at the hands of the West. Yeah. Mm. And once again, to understand is to not condone, but uh, I think if we did more understanding than blaming, we'd be in a much yeah. better position. It's but just fuck because we're all human, so realistically we share Earth, man. If we were going yeah, to war yeah, yeah. with Mars, all of a sudden we're mates. Well, you know, yeah, that's what Reagan said. He's like, how quickly we'd put our differences aside if we were faced with an outside this world yeah. threat. Always found that interesting, you know, like because the nationalism effect when your country's invaded, mm. would that have a, a human sort of earthism effect if aliens came to yeah. invade? You know, it's like, all right, or, we're going to band together. Everyone's getting an assault rifle and some laser weapon. And well, that's yeah. the, that's the conspiracy, isn't it? That they're false flag. The next false flag is a, a staged alien invasion to. Bring everyone together. The problem is the let's aliens. Let's come together and create centralized. Oh yeah, uh, and that there will be that, definitely a country that sides with the aliens and fucks the rest of us over. <laughs> Who's that? Whoever's been fucked over the most, like Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq. We'll be like, hey, listen, Iran, yeah, these cunts fucked us over. Yeah, Palestinians, well, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Israelis are really uh, putting the gloves on while everyone's distracted about Ukraine too, and. Bashing some pallo heads yeah. while the rest of the world's not looking. Yeah, and look, and my my little theory there about China mm. infiltrating and trying to be the 
the the centralized power behind everything and unknown because you can't fight a problem. It'll that be you the don't triple CP: there. communist, Chinese, centralized power. It's not to say that that's not necessarily they're doing it for good reasons. Maybe they recognize. I'm just again, this is all theories. Mm. So like, but I'm maybe they recognize that you cannot beat the power by fighting it. Just infiltrate it and beat it from the inside. Well, look, I think the Chinese are probably uh, ahead of the Americans technologically. I think the Americans mm. are suffering from hubris and technological arrogance. I think they've been hacked probably to a level they won't even disclose mm. or probably don't even know. I mean, the Chinese hacked the wiring diagrams and the building plans for our new ASIO building <laughs> Wow, 10 years ago. Did and they hack it or was just someone from ASIO? Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, this is the thing we've yeah, got. Well, and, you know, Chinese Australians are self-selecting out of positions in the bureaucracy, whether it be Department of Foreign Affairs and other intelligence agencies for fear of, oh, well, you might be a Chinese yeah. spy. Um, so, look, we've, got, we've entered into that sort of Cold War spy mania. We're just at the beginning of yeah. that. But you I think you're going to see war. more of that mm. emerge over the next coming years. And a Cold War, for people that don't know what that is, that's a war that's fought without... Weapons and, and your typical... It's ideological warfare yeah. and, you know, economic warfare. Yeah. This is just... Espionage. This is just the Illuminati versus the White Hats. That's all it is. Yeah. Just the... I think White Hats, what are they? The I think they're... That's Klu Klux Klan, isn't it? Yeah. They're China. <laughs> I think it's China, Hats. Japan, uh, Asian, yeah. um, basically, and then the Illuminati. Price, I think it, it's funny. People, like, call Illuminati a conspiracy theory. And the, uh, the, the existence of the Illuminati is not up for the debate. The, the conspiracy I think it's theory, the term that they use to describe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the conspiracy theory is who's involved. People go, oh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Illuminati. That's conspiracy theory. But the existence of an Illuminati or an elite group of people who seem to have influence over the world is... That's just... You're stupid if you don't believe there's an elite yeah. group of people who are running the world. Sway. Just think about high school, man. Like, in your year, there was an elite group that controlled what everyone else did. In year nine, the fucking cool group would bash everyone else or, like, bully and, and we've, ostracise. It's just like that, but on a bigger context. And we've talked the about it. The year 12s would fuck up the year eight. <laughs> yeah, well, we've talked about it plenty of times, how there's, like, four or five companies that basically control the media and the narrative that goes around the world, but those four or five companies are owned by the same company, yeah. which is, you Vanguard. know, Vanguard and BlackRock and a, a, a number of others. I but thought it was really interesting in the Putin diaries when Vladimir Putin's asked be by Oliver Stone, he's like, what do you think the American strategy is around the world? Mm-hmm. And he changes, he gets very serious mm-hmm. and he says, I'll answer this question very candidly and in great detail, but only once I've retired. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> Have you seen his influ- his interview with Oliver Stone? No. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. Bro. He's way funnier than Zelensky or any of the shit I've seen. Yeah, he is genius. Yeah, right. He's and but is it translated or is he speaking English? Uh, he can speak English, but he uses a translator <laughs> yeah, for the yeah. interview. Yeah. He's so well spoken. Well, and, and his arguments, man, like they're very compelling, and he makes a very persuasive case mm. as to the position Russia is in and the conduct of the United States towards Russia. Yeah. In circumstances where the Russians have been very accommodating, they've been open, they had American weapons inspectors in their nuclear power production facilities and weapons facilities. They allowed the Americans to use their Can airspace and territory. Can you imagine China doing that to America? Uh, <laughs> no well, way. I mean, yeah, like we said earlier, I mean, Joe Biden, just a beautiful visual metaphor for the US. Yeah. And what we're witnessing is the transition of power from east to west. And I guess the burning question is how that happens, whether it's just a graduated transition or there's an event that 
sends it precipitously off the cliff and plunges the world into crisis. From east to west or west to east? It's going from, from west to west. west Did west, I say yeah. east to west? East to west, yeah. yeah. So um, as, a, as a, a brief overall, I think we've sort of come collectively to a conclusion that this isn't an open and shut case in any uh, for any context. Yeah, in any context, but for any side, this is not a bad Putin, bad Biden, bad Zelensky. No. This is figure out what's happening and why. Yeah, I think this is a manipulated of situation. And again, I'm a fucking Aussie bloke sitting at home making comment. I've got a fucking microphone in front of me, so I can say whatever I want, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's consequences because if you play stupid games, <laughs> you win stupid prizes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't think it's as open and shut as people think. This isn't a like Putin, 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 he's the fucking bad guy. His mm. hand, I believe, has been forced and it's not a good situation that they're in. I can remember being uh, on uni exchange in Denmark, right? It was 2013, September 2013. Vladimir Putin published an opinion piece in the New York Times. It was saying, like, a plea for caution from the West. This was in the context of what was happening in Syria. Mm. And he's saying that, you know, hey, we used to be allies. We defeated Nazism together. But, you know, America thinking it's exceptional or has the ability to just make these decisions about international security without consulting the rest of the world... Yeah, it's insane. ...is, his sentence, is inherently dangerous. And he engaged in significant public diplomacy. Whatever you think about him, mm. you cannot dispute the fact that, you know, he's tried to communicate and persuade the West on a state level, diplomatically, and on a public there's level. no disputing and that. There's no disputing that. <laughs> and, you know, the last man famous in Russia who had the name Putin mm. in his name had an Rus- eight-inch flaccid cock. Is <laughs> <laughs> so it Rasputin? Of, yeah, 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 yeah. He was fucking insane, eh? The hardest bloke to kill on the planet, Rasputin. Well... Allegedly. That's it. That's Dasputin. Yeah. <laughs> Vladimir. Should we um, – flaccid me Oh, you want to have a look at the – Let's have a look at our hard yarns and get we'll get Corey Mate, there. it's still going. There's just comments constantly. I'm like getting – This is so funny. So, so so our last rally that we went to with uh, Corey – and there's one this Saturday. Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go along. We can make do some more content. Yeah. Um, but I'm just – Okay. So uh, it's the one with 1,163. It's part one. Yeah. Oh. How many Ditch the man bun, kook. <laughs> That's one of the top ones. I um, probably saw me surfing at Shallows last week. Okay, so it's now – it went from like – 1,500 views. Like it was a popular – a popular – a more popular video that we normally put on Facebook. Facebook is not a big platform for us. We don't yeah. have too much going on on there. It went from like 1,500 to like 71,000 views now and – Reached 125,000 people and a lot of comments and Brian shares. Saunders has given you a depiction of empty brain fuel, full mouth fuel, <laughs> and a meme of, if I was a bird, I know who I'd shit on. All right. I'm going to go with the newest comments. I've put it as yeah, newest comments. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, 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 what? so it says, says the guy wearing the wrong Aboriginal flag, and yes, Ernie Dingo sold you all out, and so did most of the elders. Okay. I don't know and that's referenced to. Do you know which Yeah, bit? so that, that's the guy who's talking about how Andy didn't go has sold him out. Okay. Um, okay, so Brian Saunders has put a uh, an empty fuel thing on your brain. <laughs> You're a fuckhead, basically. Very nice. Thanks, Brian. Should we reply? Do you want to do any trolling? If I was a bird, I know who I'd shit on. Um, you got anything for that? Hey, this, is, this one's good. Wanker wank- with a microphone in hand trying to be a hero. Don't give up your day job. <laughs> You'll be like, too late. Too late, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, right. I'm going to comment that. Too late. 
<laughs> Too late. So funny. Um, okay, people are tagging. A lot of there's still a lot of positive stuff. Another tool with a microphone, classic. Um, that one's got a lot of. Is there anyone who engages with the substance of what I said, or is it just no. like a homonym? Is Abs- it just like playing the it's man instead of the ball? hundred percent. They're right, playing the man, man. And the ball. They're not. There's. There's <laughs> what. There's. They're not touching. What's that one you're laughing at, Dells? Oh, this dumb chick. Sorry, man. Uh, oh my god! Exactly my thoughts. A motherfucking idiot wasting time thinks he's funny. Grow up. Go home. Stay inside. Keep everyone safe. Be a part of the solution, not another problematic idiot. Yeah. Wait, wait, can we look at her Facebook back. profile and just like let me just guess what it's got like? Right, it's gonna... probably got like it's one of those frames like I stand with Ukraine, a uh, rainbow flag. It's I am because we are. Uh, as the she her. Um, no schools or universities to show. Uh, oh, if you could put an emoji of a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh. <laughs> it is so. No- oh, that is the fucking Karen Hall of Fame right it's there. Blonde hair, short bob, speaker the manager haircut. She just with, needs a glass. Of that is with the avatar of a Karen. Of a Karen. So we'll, we'll blank her name out. Oh, I've already said it, haven't I? Double chinception. <laughs> I can't believe some people are so fucking fearful. Stay inside, keep everyone safe. She does not realise that we've got zero people in ICU. Also, it's a fucking media blower. Did she look at when it was posted? It was posted yeah. in January when there's no lockdowns, there's no mask mandates, there was nothing. Yeah. It was just a protest. Interesting timing, though, that, like, you know, go on SBS last night and then all of a sudden these comments start... Yeah, yeah. ...filing in um, negative flog position. Looks like everyone... Uh, someone... Videos, I don't know. Hey. This is someone backing you out. At the Hard Yards podcast, what's this? A mini-series on being scared of your own shadow. That's, a, that's on our side, right? Because... You're Maybe. going around saying what? What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, yeah. look, it's, the thing it's is, fake. But, but people also don't realise that in the part two, you're taking a piss a bit out of the the protesters as well. Like it's a piss out of everyone. everyone. We still got that footage that we sat on because I was <laughs> waiting to go on SVS. Yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. Like talking to the coppers. Like we can release that. Talking to the coppers about what's the line. Might as which, well. At, at what point do they real? Do they stop enforcing laws that they think are? That's what I was wondering. Hey. So, Greg, Fruin, get a life and a haircut and an ass for them pants, you flog. I will. I do have no ass. <laughs> I'm guilty of pancake, but I, I will concede that. So, thank you very much. I'm going to write, attack the person and don't critically think about the context, question mark. Uh, is there a good joke we can do about him being the ass to fit in your pants? Well, the, we isn't it that funny way? that, like, you know, he's – got this obsession with my ass. <laughs> you know, like, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, lots of people do. I'll say, why are you so obsessed with his ass? It's a pancake. Uh, <laughs> and, um, all right, this is dead air now, so we'll yeah. leave that. Okay, we'll leave it. But um, uh, fine, let's finally touch on one thing because I thought this uh, something happened during the week. It was pretty sad and um, pretty uh, – Epstein. <laughs> uh, oh. Shane Warne, Don. Oh, yeah. Pretty big news. Here we go. Yeah, no, look, I... Um, Do you want to touch that one? So I'll tell you this story. I emerged from what Terence McKenna calls a heroic dose. Yes. Uh, and I'd been, you know, 
changing the third eye. And the first thing I learned when I came out of that festival state. Oh, wow. Was Was it? The great man had passed and (sighs) shuffled off this mortal coil and gone to the pavilion in the sky. Mm. Um, It felt like a piece of the country died. It felt like your favourite uncle died and Shane Warne transcended the game of cricket. He was loved around the world. Oh, yeah. He was a flawed individual, but he was also a very virtuous, charismatic man. He he knew the game. And one thing I think I remember for the rest of my life, which defines Shane Warne's character, was the 0506 Ashes series. Mm-hmm. I remember John Howard put it on SBS for free, one of the few good things John Howard did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an incredible test series. And England really put us to the, to the test and yep. they were ahead. It was the last test. I think it was at um, Lords, and Kevin Peterson came to the crease, and we needed to win to draw the series to and draw the Ashes. Yes. I think Peterson was on two, and Warney dropped him at first slip, and Peterson went on to make 158, oh, took fuck. the game away from us, and then when he got out, Shane Warne was fielding on the boundary bit too fucking late but <laughs> he went up and he shook Kevin Peterson's hand and you know he was a great sportsman um, he took the game very seriously but he was also able to have a laugh and mm. um, yeah despite his flaws the fact that he you know was unfaithful to his wife I think that just signifies he was human yeah um, he got paid two million dollars to quit smoking and then was on <laughs> camera having a diary on the balcony so didn't care I mean, he was unapologetic Unapologetically, he was a great larrikin, and I think he embodied um, the best of what people think of when they think of Australians. You know, Um, he didn't take himself too seriously, although some of the cosmetic surgery. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. But let's be honest, he lived an incredible life. I mean, the guy was shagging Liz Hurley at one stage. Yeah, (laughs) hanging out Um, with Elton John. So, right. look, I think 52 Shane Warne years is the equivalent to 104 yeah. of anyone else's years. Uh, yes, he died too young, and uh, I think it's distasteful the way people have sought to politicise his death with the vaccine. Can we just grieve first? first? And, you know, uh, I mean, kids of our What have generation. they said about the vaccine? Well, I don't, I don't want to go into it, but they're trying to link his death to the back and oh, the, to the booster. booster and yeah. you know look, it, that, uh, I think it's really disgusting when people use a death to you know advance a political agenda immediately at least let him yeah his family grieve for the time being and I, uh, I'm pretty disgusted that they're trying to say it's a juice, juice. that that contributed well to look fucking, I mean that's fucking insane it's uh, combative lies isn't it mm-hmm. yeah. on either side and look uh, let's just ignore that for a moment and Remember the man in all his glory, Fucking and, and the, he played his guts out in that 0506 uh, Ashes series. And well, not his guts out. I mean, <laughs> he, he hit Andrew Flintoff yeah. for six. And remember, <laughs> remember how well Andrew Flintoff was bowling that series, Mate. and he should, you know, he was the only man who could have taken man of the series yeah. from Flintoff that year. He made runs. He was great with the ball. Uh, When's too soon to do shame one jokes. Well, look, I don't think it's ever too soon. And mm. I think Warney wouldn't he would think give it was a fuck, too soon. But I think it's important that the jokes do the man justice. Yeah. If it's got to be a good joke. It's got to be a good joke. And My immediate thought was God is starting a cricket team. He needed a bowler for Marsh. And I'd be fucking scared if I was Mark Taylor. 
because <laughs> he needs a batter next. Well, look, I'm just glad he didn't die on a juice cleanse in Africa because then they would have blamed Ebola. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, nah, not bad. Um, what, what, uh, I'll, I'll give my favourite memory of Warren. Uh, my favourite memory is a playing moment and it was Ashes again, Kevin Peterson again. It was here and it was a, a hell of a series where um, him and KP had this fucking huge rivalry going at toe for toe. And it was at that moment where all Kevin Peterson would do would go out and pad. And Warnie didn't think he could block him out for an entire over. And he just fucking yep. – he and just did. He just did it for like – for. It, it felt like two or three hours of just padding out Warnie, just kept padding him, kept padding him. And eventually he lost his shit and he tried to do a big sweep and bang – he got the wicket and it took him so long and so much concentration to keep bowling in the same spot and it must have fucking pissed Warren off. It must have pissed Kevin Peterson off. It's this battle, this mental battle between the two of them yeah. to try and get one wicket and to try and not to get out. Both he, had was a very big egos. I mean, and Kevin war. Peterson's a bit of a wank car. Yeah, of course. Um, but they had a great rivalry and a good friendship too. I think yeah. they played a lot of T20 <laughs> cricket together. And yeah. one thing I remember, because there was a lot of uh, hostility, I guess, with us in South Africa. Mm. Um, and Graham, what was his name? Graham Smith. Graham Smith, yep. Um, Hard one to remember. <laughs> bit of, bit of uh, questionable banter behind the stumps, but... I remember Warney telling a story when he was uh, captaining the T20 side in India and Graham Smith was on the same team and he went up to Graham and shook his hand and said, do we have a problem, mate? Said, no, we don't. Of course not. Shane. And Virat Kohli's uh, tribute I thought was really touching. Yeah. Um, you know, got to know him off the field. And I think, you know, while Murali took the most wickets, mm. I think it's undoubtable. Mm. With a, with a questionable Warnie. action, or no? Well, you know, yeah. there was none of that. All Warnie ever did was wrong Sa- was blame his mum. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? So Saddle Gavaskar. Did you see what he wrote? A bit no. distasteful. What did he <laughs> just say? Just said he what instead of like uh, celebrating his life. Celebrating his life, just said oh, he wasn't as good as people think. Like, <laughs> look at his wickets that he um, took in India and, and the subcontinent. He didn't take anywhere near as many. And basically just said he wasn't as idiot. good. And then he's had to go back and go, hey, it's probably a bit distasteful. Probably yeah. misread the room. I didn't there, read so. the room. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck it. My favourite memory at Warney is when he was banging four chicks at once. That was just <laughs> unbelievable. What's testament to the guy? I mean, like Liz he Hurley's. maintained a good relationship, to my knowledge, with his ex-wife mm. in the years mm. after. And he probably put those kids and his wife through hell. I mean, remember mm. the scandals of him and yeah. – Australian men learnt a lot from Shane Warne and the danger of the text message being shown yeah. to people other than it was intended for and, uh, you know. Willie Rioli could have learnt a thing and blamed his mum. For <laughs> <laughs> the diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> Just, nah. And my mum gave it So up. people that don't know, Warney got banned, was it a year or two? I think it was two years, but it was for on the eve lob- of the World Cup tablet? in South Africa. Yeah. Cough, yeah. cough tablets. Oh, yeah, oh. it was a diuretic. diuretic. I can't remember what it was for. A bad substance. Yeah, yeah. He's, but this is the thing about cricket. And he's right? just like, nah, mum. It wasn't it like Warney was gaining an edge. No it shit. Like, like, it wasn't like you know the EPO was helping him put the ball in the same position every time. Yeah. If anything, you know, like, it wouldn't have given him any advantage yeah. in the game. Yeah. And that's what's so good about cricket, especially indoor cricket. Yeah, nothing you know, can Randy. give you an advantage. You can see the fattest bloke <laughs> yeah. be such a good bowler. Even like yeah. squash is a good example of that. Like you know, like people who are so, so fat and overweight can just run you around a court. Yeah, all win flags like Stuart you. <laughs> well, what did he uh, Him and Mark War Had a uh, the, gam- the Not the gambling But the phone call stuff Who Was it Mark, him and Mark War 
Oh, and the and the match fixing stuff. Yeah, match fixing, yeah. and it wasn't actually match fixing. People had called them up and asked about test uh, pitch conditions. Yeah, and they were getting in. And look, you know, there was a lot of scuttlebutt, and Chris Cairns was heavily involved in that. Yeah. I think he subsequently died. Not long nah, ago. bullet in the back with a <laughs> wallet. No. Are you thinking uh, who was the South African captain? Hansi Kron. Hansi Kron. Yeah, he the was. Plane he crash. was. No, nah, he was fixing matches. I think, mm, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and he died in a uh, uh, plane. Plane yeah. crash, Hillary's plane. Somewhere. I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's 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 huge loss, and uh, you know if you had to take so odds, well, and then be- and Rod Marsh as well. Like obviously, Rod Marsh is a huge, fucking influential part of cricket um, over the last well thirty years ago. Whenever he was playing his um, his peak stuff, he was actually also my mum's math teacher, <laughs> and oh, they really? had a like a a, a goodbye um, assembly, and they all sent him off, and they all cheered him or something. Um, and my, I've got a uh, – my granddad painted a picture of him just uh, after uh, as Before he – Before, yeah. as Like yeah. playing for Australia? Playing mean? for yeah, Australia, okay, yeah. yeah. And I've got it at home. It's all rolled up. I should um, – I'll have to uh, yeah, get it out. Yeah, that's a cool tribute. It's a canvas, yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, uh, painting. So I'll, um, like I'll have to Michael get Michael Jackson out. was 50 when he died. Yeah, like, well, it's, it's young to die. And, you know, I like my mum was, you know, the same age when she died. So, you know, 52 is uh, – it's very young to die, but – like I said, you know, it was the same when Andy Irons died or, or Chris Cornell. Well, Andy Irons died from, like, a disease, hey? Uh, that was the official story. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, like he had a flu and look, Andy Irons had a drug problem yeah. on, the, on the downers. And right. I think the flu maybe contributed to it in the same way, yeah. you know. It may have done the or same thing. Or dengue way. fever or something they were saying. Yeah, yeah, and he died alone. Look, Andy was an incredible surfer and a troubled man, but he had a you know, really heart of, good heart of God and he was, he was loved. Even the people who didn't like him, admired his ability and mm. some of his character traits. And, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have lived 37 years of Andy Irons' life Fuck. or 52. Any of their lives, I mean, mate. Yeah. Especially, uh, you know, they got to enjoy the peak of the West. Yeah. At the height of it. <laughs> Before it went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Corey. You got on national television. But the world's collapsing <laughs> and, uh, you know, you want to – I don't know, it's a terrible time. But, yeah, Vale, Shane, Warren and Rod Marsh – it's been a sad week and uh, say hello to Richie Benno for us, Warney. And yep. mm. I hope heaven's got cold beer and uh, good punting. Mm. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, and just the last little plug for Corey, if you, you're looking for all speak, speaking work? Because we don't have any gigs to plug at the moment, do we? Yeah, so look, I can talk about anything. I can research any topic. I've roasted the SAS. I've got a uh, dedicated victim list at Channel 7 from Rick Arden <laughs> to uh, other employees who I won't name. Um, yeah, look, if you need help writing yep. best man speeches or after-dinner speaker, I am available. I was going to say, are you allowed to do public speaking Is there, in any situation where you're allowed to do that? Well, yeah, as long as there's no roof involved, I guess, mm. in indoor venues. No roofies, Liberal Party. Yeah. Uh, let's do it. Um, I've Sick. got... Oh, Patreon shout-outs. Pa- oh, yes. Should, it, should we do that at the top? Yeah. Rather okay. than wait all the... Yeah, we'll do that back. at the top, yeah. yeah. Um, teacher Comedy Night is back two nights, April 7th, April 14th, um, mm. at Corey's favourite place, uh, the Recobite. So Scab. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get involved in that, danieldelby.com. Um, it's good for anyone, not just teachers. It's a fucking really, really fun night. Um 
Matt Store is on with me and Do you Max talk Shane. about the Save Smith speech campaign, seeing as one of the owners of the Recobites trying to privatise and develop all that beautiful No, but estate. I'm sure I can bring that up if I want to lose the gig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, for any of the listeners, uh, Save Smith speech, they're trying to, you know, get the property developers to make a shitload of money at everyone's expense. Is so that the surf break up past Ocean Reef? No, 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 no. At Yelling Up. So okay. you, some people might remember years ago there was um, – a bit of a scandal which culminated in the Corruption and Crime Commission getting involved in property mm. developers and the Labor Party and some dodgy deals trying to develop the land at Smith's Beach. It's on again. So right. shout out to uh, the Safe Smith's Beach crew. Okay. Uh, yep. So I think that's all i got at the moment. Um, quiz nights as usual every Wednesday. And cool. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And Patreon launch party. If you want to come to some stand-up comedy Slash my birthday, mm. the Patreons on yes. March 27. If you are a Patreon member, you will get a uh, secret invite. Secret invite to a killer lineup. It's yeah. a dig pic from Delby. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got nothing to plug of Mark McGowan. except for that or my business. I've delved back into a bit of social media just to cover the the wedding hole financially. Yeah. Um, so if you want social media done for your business, give us a yell. Because um, he's not doing well for the hard yarns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from that, uh, that's it. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for having Dwight. me, boys. Take care and White everyone uh, be kind to each other. Love yeah. each other. Exactly. Let's all come together as one. That's yeah. why I love hippie prostitutes because they believe in free love. <laughs> yes, comrade. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Chris White says, please (laughs) disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Jelby and Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. (laughs) Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. (laughs) 